What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Wednesday's Facts Over Feelings live stream. Where we kick the facts and we don't give a fox about your feelings. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. The king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in the Dungeon Storm bunker with EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. And CGH, C God Allah, and the 10-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Let's get into business. And we got a great show for you today. We're going to review the Diddy case. He's been sued for now the fourth time. All right, the fourth time for Diddy. Oh, the humanity. All right, yeah. New, 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 new the fourth time for Diddy. Been sued now for the fourth time, and this one is not a good one. Is he becoming the new Bill Cosby? We're going to review that. We're also going to talk about one of the things that we were going to talk about earlier uh, before we got this Diddy information, um, the monetized woman, how women have all become monetized and how men are going to have to navigate this monetization. This is a new thing. This is a new thing for men, so I know a lot of guys are trying to figure out what they want to do. We have a group of men, series of men that are dropping out. We have a series of men that are employing and deploying tactics to be able to get women as free as they possibly can or for minimum investment. Some men don't realize they're paying, and some men are deciding to go ahead and join the pay direct uh, as they go. All right, so we do have a lot of uh, stuff going on here, and we don't try to promote or uh, convince you to do any one of the two or three or four ways it is, but the reality is the women have changed. Women are different. And um, if you grew up in the times past, in the 1990s, you know, I was a young man, cut my teeth at age 20-something in the 1990s. Uh, well, was I 20 in the 90s? Yeah, I was in my 20s in the 90s. Um, you know, um, a, a lot of it is uh, changed from then, and a lot of people can't accept this uh, change, and a lot of people are fighting. I, I don't want you to fight me. Uh, on this one, but we're going to definitely explore um, this monetized woman. And if this is detrimental to our society, if they are a true minister society, or this is the way it's going to be, is it possible that the monetized woman become, became, can become the woman of the past? Is it possible, right? The old woman, and there's a woman here actually going to say that as much. But anyway, do me a favor. Dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can super chat on the Notorious new, 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 CGA new channel, but you can also lean into the stream. Hit the like button, for goodness sakes, over here. All right, I'm ready for 2024. I don't know about you. Um, I took some time off of social media on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook for the most part, just to focus on streaming. I did have a little bit of a disruption in my life, um, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be continued disruptions in my life related to uh, my newfound fame and people are trying to get you know money off. Listen, women are trying to get money just from anybody they can, and so I do have those things going on. Um, I do have some goals that I missed towards the end of the year that I'm. I, it doesn't matter. Uh, I was going to focus on some of these goals, but I did push them off into the second part of the year, but I'm really excited to get going um, with these things. And I'm glad that we have the coach gang. We have the continued coach gang here that is always going to be here uh, ready to go to get this message. So I, I appreciate y'all support going into 2024. And uh, I do want to let you guys know, and I should share this and we'll do it live. 
All right, I forgot to share my screen. This might be my foot picture. Oh, that wasn't my that was my feed picture collection. Uh-oh. Y'all see my feed picture collection. I know that hey, somebody's got to go get a screenshot of that. Put my feed picture collection. Look, ninjas are scrambling. Uh-oh, what? Haters are scrambling trying to get that last. Was that the feed picture collection? All right, here we go right here. Uh, just kidding. Uh, but um, I want you to know, man, I know uh, I put out a lot of content, and it's tough to keep up with me. But if you're not subscribed to all my channels, you're missing out. Um, you're, you're missing out. So the Coach Greg Adams channel is the flagship um that has edits from the live stream you have uh well ask coach greg adams doesn't get any but uh cga reacts you also have uh cga quick hits and uh you know my vlog channel is about to get popping back again uh with my videographer i'm looking to get my videographer going again the notorious cga has some mini vlogs and all of that stuff going on there in some Real heartfelt messages related to men who want to get motivated and all of that stuff. You got the gaming channel ready to go. I'm ready to get Nova going, all right? But Nova don't like cameras. She is she a damn diva, all right? So she don't want to make no damn money. And um, we do have that. Plus, Patreon has the money mindset. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams is the money mindset over there. And Locals is lit. I mean, we be acting a plum fool over on Locals. And if you ever wanted to see me uncensored, it's CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. Man, if you ever wanted to see me uncensored, man, I drop every word in the book over there just to give the uh, sense for the people who are over there just so we can have fun. And I'll throw that up there from the screen for you just so you can seize it yourself. What is this right here? They didn't want me to put it up there, CoachGregAdams.Locals.com. And, ladies, you can join us over there, but most of the subject matter is of the junior college variety and it is fan. It is fine. Somebody said time to expand, man. It is it's time. Um, it is time to expand. And if you've been joining us over on the Money Mindset on Sunday nights, we talked about this with content creation. Um, you can't just do the same old, same old. I mean, we do we do the same old, same old. But you step definitely got to step your game up, expand. I got to give y'all more diverse type of content, and I got to get my Instagram up uh, back and popping. And I just started that a few days ago. All right, yeah, I'll be doing the N-word over there, and I'll be doing all the words, cuss words. Coach, go military on locals. Oh, I'll be going nuts over on locals, but people like it. People like it. All right, Um. anyway. <laughs> all right, it's the real over there. Yes, Uh. yeah, we say the real N-word over there. Yes, I don't censor, I don't censor myself over on locals. It is definitely a party over there. Having a party. All right, shout out to Luther Vandross. All right, look, man, let's get let's get the earlier contributors to the day show. There's not many, but we appreciate all of them. It is the holiday season. Much love to everybody for the holidays. Oh, and by the way, locals, you guys are going to start voting on the 12 simps of Christmas, or as we call it, Cheesemas, our show, our Christmas Eve party. The 12 simps of Christmas will be on and popping. So we got, man, there's so many simps this year. We had Will Smith acting a monkey out here. We had that white, that black dude that married that uh, woman with, with six kids and she didn't want to kiss him on the camera. We have uh, uh, Ruby Rose's simp. All right. I mean, there's so many guys, man, and that's our annual tradition. It is censored on YouTube. So when we put it on YouTube, we take it off and we put it over on our premium chat right afterwards and on Patreon. So if you don't get the sell, we're going to start voting on the 12 simps of Cheesemiths. And the, oh, by the way, on locals, you can go over there. You don't need to be uh, at any level to see these, right? So you can see, you know, there's some things you have to be at a certain level to see. 
but on the uh, locals, you can go over there and you can get a free account, sign up, join the party over there, having a party. He said, we need 24 simps this year. Yep, we got Adam 22. Oh, my goodness. There's a, the Texas football coach. He came in towards the end of the year, lost his job. He ended up getting a new job. Um, there were so many people, man. It was crazy. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot. Record-breaking 12 cents of cheese mist this year. We've, this is going to be our fourth annual Christmas Eve holiday, 12 cents of cheese mist, man. It's going to be crazy. All right, and I know a lot of celebrities watch me. Uh, you know, you're going to be up there. And we got our, we, you know, you know, Prince Harry, Princess Harry or Prince Harry going to be up there too. And if you want to see the old 12 cents of Christmas, I might have to post it up just so you can see the previous years. Prince Harry going to be a winner again. I mean, these ninjas be always the winner. Joe Smith, Joe Smith for sure going to be on the 12 cents of Christmas. Oh man, we got to be ready, man. So we got, we got to be ready. So go over there to locals so you can get, uh, get over there. And I'm going to put up a poll. I think I did that last year on locals. So we're going to get you guys throwing out the names. Then we'll get the vote down and then we'll get the order. You guys are going to select the order of the 12 simps of Christmas. Prince Marco. Yes. All right. We got that going on. Anyway, we got stragglers. We shouldn't have a long show or else I'll be rambling. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but I did a super long marathon show today, so I don't have many clips to show you. But we're going to talk about the monetized woman as the main event. We'll talk about Diddy. And our brother Albert Wesker says, I wonder what Diddy did to the new, 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 new world to order. collect his soul, collecting his soul. Indeed. All right, uh, man, I'm telling you, man, when you walk through the door and you pray to the nanny goat, it ain't no joke out here, man. They skitty pop pop you anyway. Let's say they came to you and said you need to walk through the door and pray to the nanny goat. New, 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 new world. And you're like, nah. And they like skinny pop pop and a boom, boom, brr, boom. Indeed. Yeah, Nelly's up there and also Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. I mean, dude, there's a whole bunch of, man, we going to have, he didn't make his pay. We going to have a lot of Sims this year. Uh, but yeah, maybe Diddy didn't make his payment to the nanny goat. You know, the nanny goat don't play out here. <laughs> the nanny goat comes with the receipt. Uh, there's a tall tale about, you know, making, and we call him the nanny goat over here, uh, but you can call him whoever you want. But a lot of people uh, don't understand. There's a story about, you know, when the devil comes back for a receipt, people are willing to sell their soul out here to get the life that they want. Now, whether you believe this or not, I don't know what to tell you. New, 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 new world order. But people be put, you know, drinking blood ceremonies and all of this stuff. I ain't never been offered a chance to do that. All right. And people will let you see it. They want to see what you're willing to do. To get fame and celebrity. But I say at one some particular point, after you do a couple of things and you get your fame, they definitely do come back and be like, here's the receipt. Here's the receipt. Indeed. Somebody said Kane the Conqueror, Zion Williamson, oh, Miami Heat coach. I mean, dang, how many Sims y'all going to do, man? Holy moly. King Lucy, yes. The nanny go Lucy. Oh, man, it's bad out here, man. It is bad, bad, bad. So be careful out here, man. Don't, don't, you know, do what you want with your life, man. But this life is something else, man. That, uh, as they say, they, they lift you up or build you up to, to tear you down. 
And uh, maybe, just maybe, yeah, maybe he didn't make his payment to the nanny go. I have no idea what he did. But it's going to be interesting. All right, what do we got here? Loud Pocket says, Coach David Ramsey thinks yesterday prices are today's prices. Can he get the prices wrong? What is Dave Ramsey doing today? What is that boomer doing? All right, boomer over there. Dave Ramsey, be a, he's a big boomer. All right, and people don't like Dave Ramsey. I've heard women make videos say, Dave Ramsey don't give advice to the black community. Dave Ramsey don't give advice to the millennials. <laughs> people be pissed. At Dave Ramsey. All right, but it is what it is. You know, Dave Ramsey got to give his advice. He'd be like, get out of debt, buy a house, get married. And what I want to do, suffer and suck a tash. I tell you. All right, what is that? Falkor Leghorn is David Ramsey. I tell you, I say, I tell you, son, you get out there. David Ramsey is a mix of Yosemite Sam and Falkor and Leghorn. All right, giving y'all, he probably, you know how many people watch my show and I be dissing them? Yeah, man. All right, it's sad. He probably watches my show. All right, America. All right, I'll tell you right now. And I say right now, what I want you to do is you go out and you buy you a home right now. Buy you a home. Go ahead and pay your $5,000 down payment, just like every, every red-blooded American. And take your wife out there and buy the biggest house you can. And then what you're going to do is you're going to sell your truck. <laughs> Yep, sell your truck. You knew the sell your truck was coming. You knew that was coming. Yeah, Kiki Palmer, baby daddy. Ooh, wait. Kiki Palmer, baby daddy. Man, we might have to open it up to 20 cents of cheesemas. We might have the biggest limp, simp, simp list of all time. Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti getting on the list. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right, there we go here. Who watches Dave Ramsey? I know Dave Ramsey don't watch me. You never know, man. I don't know. These ninjas be watching me. I have new, no idea. New, 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 new world order. All right, shout out to Loud Pockets. It's payday today, Ninja. He rich out here. Ninja rich. <laughs> I'm rich, man. All right, man. Crazy. Oh, y'all putting Heathcliff on the simp list? Oh, don't put him. I know I I know I fronted off Heathcliff, but you don't need in there. I don't want no cat coming in and fighting me. All right, I did front him off, but that was simping from the 80s. We not putting Heathcliff. DJ Collett, y'all putting DJ Collett on? What do he do? Are uh, he paying all his family's bills? Paying all his family's bills. Okay, DJ Collett is getting a nomination. Uh the yeah, Megan the Stallion's ex. Uh, there was somebody mentioned Russell Wilson. He on the list all the time. He on the list all the time, every year. He's an honorary member, whether he qualifies or not. <laughs> John Deloney is an honorary member. John Deloney is going to be on the list because he he went on with his wife, right? I mean, he looked a whole plum fool. They turned that comment section off. John Deloney. All right, man. I think I got everybody. Look, uh, let's see. Let's get the show going. Oh, by the way, I did tell you. Okay, we got almost 800 people here. Remember I told you, before we get into the show, remember I told you about the books, if you were here last night, that I do for my kids, all right, um, that I do for my kids. This is the book right here. I'm going to show you some of the yearbooks that I make for my kids. I know you guys wanted to see it, and we'll do it here at the beginning of the show. We'll do it live. All right, and if you're a father, remember at the end of the stream, I was like, if you're a father, enjoy your kids, take a, take a lot of pictures, um, develop a tradition of your own. Keep things at your house. Don't always send things back to the baby mama's house. 
because your kids are going to grow up and you're going to miss that time. Remember I was talking about that? All right, um, here it is right here. I'm going to show you. So this is one of the yearbooks right here. This is one of the hardcover, the hardcover books that I do. I didn't do always hardcover, all right, because I couldn't afford it, and I was struggling. All right, but um, here's one of the books. So it has, has look at it. That's me on a Disneyland ride. This is, uh, I think, what for, for Christmas. For Christmas, I got them Disneyland passes. And that was 2014. So how old were they? Damn, that's almost 10 years ago. Jesus. I think they were six and seven. Six and seven. And so what I did was I made I made a list. I mean, I mean, I took I took all the fo- what I did was I started doing this. Um, I took all the photos from my phone and I made a book. <laughs> all right. So I always was like, what am I gonna do with all these pictures in my phone? All right. So I made a book of all of the photo shoots. Any of their activities, their extracurricular. Anytime we went to a, we went to the Clippers game. Uh, we did what is this? Oh, out and about. All right. Anytime we took pictures. All right. I made, I made, um, I made a book. So anyway, that's one of the books, and I did one for every year. All right. There's one right there. Every year to go, my kids right there. Now y'all done seen them. All right. That's us when we went to San Francisco. That's us when we went to the Oakland Raiders game. We've been a Raiders game. We've been a Raiders fan for a long time. And it's just ba- basically us going on doing stuff. All right. And uh, the year, what, what year were they here? Oh, look, look. Manifest. Manifest. That's me manifesting the Porsche. Look, that's my son. That's me manifesting the Porsche. So that's how long ago. That was 2017. That's how long ago I was manifesting the Porsche. Uh, that's us at the USC spring football game at USC. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see. Uh-huh. 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 Let me see. Oh, that's us when we went up to Alcatraz in San Francisco. Right there, we went to the prison. My son was like, this isn't bad. <laughs> my, son, my son was um, in Alcatraz. Where's the picture? You can't really see it. That's my son on Alcatraz. He's sitting in there and he said, um, he was like, well, is he was like, this a prison? He was like, this isn't this bad. He was like, the the accommodations isn't that bad. I was like, son, don't get used to this, fam. Don't get used to these accommodations. Uh, this is when we went to Catalina. There's my kids right there. Showing teeth. You got to do that when you a dad. Have fun, man. Uh, let's see here. And then how many other years I got? So I got three other years here. Three other years. That's us at Universal Studios. Universal Studios. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this one I got the father of the year at their school. Let's see here. Yep, father of the year. They called me up in the assembly. Got me father of the year right there. I don't want to show too much. All right, my kids were happy and embarrassed all at the same time. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. When my son went to basketball camps, son with the basketball camps, UC Irvine basketball. All right. So anyway, basically what they what I do is anytime I take pictures, I'm like, what am I going to do with these damn pictures? All right, and I start making yearbooks. So the point made is for men going through these things, these things you don't want to forget because you guys are going through custody battles, maybe some child support stuff. Maybe you haven't seen your kids. 
maybe you think you want a divorce and um, you, you might lose your kids. The thing is, I want you to do is always create these memories, all right? We got this right here. If you ever seen my personal Facebook, you've seen that right there. Um, you want to make these memories. So they're going to forget. They're going to forget almost half the stuff that you did for them. And I want you to think about this. When you were six, seven, eight, nine, ten, okay? When you were six, seven, eight, nine, ten, do you remember everything you did with your, with your family? Nope. You kind of took it for granted, right? You kind of took it for granted. But um, um, for the most part, I have all the memories. Plus, I have the receipts. I have the receipts. I have all of my contributions to my, my kids and my family so that, you know, sometimes their mothers can alienate you even though you've done all of that. And what will happen is they'll forget about these things especially when they're not around you. And if they alienate you, you can always pull back the receipts and show the contributions that you've done so that they can spark that memory and go, oh, man, maybe my dad was about his business. Maybe my dad did do his things. These are the receipts. All right. Um, anyway, I, I wanted to show one more thing, but I don't, know where, I don't know what year it is. All my years run together. Oh, but by the way, my daughter's going to turn 18 here in two months. Two months. She's going to be an adult. So they grown now. My, my son is 16 and a half. All right, 16 and a half. So, uh, yeah, man, it goes by fast. It goes by fast, fast, fast. Let me see here. There was something, some other thing. Somebody asked, what do I use to publish it? Blurb, B-L-U-R-B. Blurb. 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 And uh, it is quite the project. But when they get older, they don't want you to take no pictures. I'm going to just let you know that right now. All right. So when they get about probably 11, 12, they're not going to take many pictures anymore. So um, it is, there is that. Um, this is when my son got his black belt. This is when my son got his black belt in Taekwondo. All right. And that was all paid for all exclusively by me. Right. But of course, when it was time to take pictures and shit and go to the belt test, guess who wanted to show up? <laughs> right and I got all their sports and all of that stuff everything their club basketball club sports all put on by me and so this idea that um you're a deadbeat uh women can women will try it even though you got the receipts <laughs> all right even though you got the freaking receipts uh my daughter's a junior black belt right here she's a junior black belt all right and uh that's my son he's a black belt in taekwondo and I put them through those disciplines. Uh, my son played club basketball since the fifth grade. Let me see here. My daughter played tennis. She's a junior national tennis, uh, ranked tennis player. She didn't like the experience, but there's my son at USC football camp. All right, all on CGA. All on CGA. All right, there's me coaching there, all their friends. All right, that's me coaching this flag football team. That's my daughter at tennis. All right, she was ranked tennis games, tennis tournaments, tennis practices. All right, she won a tennis tournament there. And uh, all of that in the bag of chips, ahoy. Summer camps, riding camps. And I'm still called a deadbeat. I'm going to just let y'all know. They still, they still try to frame me as a deadbeat. Cooking classes, yep, it's cooking classes. And they still be like, he deadbeat, he left. I swear to God, 
And the sad part about it, guys, that's the plight of men. That's what men have to do. That's what men, that's what men have to deal with. So anyway, you give your kids a good life. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes even your kids forget. Sometimes even your kids forget. And they'll be like, oh, you ain't did shit for me. Hey, it's, hey listen, Elon Musk has gone through this. <laughs> even Elon Musk, um, a lot of fathers have gone through this. They'll still walk out and say, you ain't did shit. You didn't do nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. It's a you can't win. I'm telling you. you and it, let me tell you something. It ain't the only, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of men that this happens um, to. And it is what it is. I got the receipts. And I got pictures all over my house. I got an area of my house of all of the things that we've done. The vacation spots. Took them to Hawaii twice. Took them to... Um, We've been to Mexico. We went, I mean, we did a whole bunch of shit. There's a, a whole bunch of shit. Helicopter rides, plane rides. It is what it is. So um, anyway, uh, so that's, he says, not going to lower. And they, and they will tell you, and they'll be in child support court. They'll be in family court throwing dirt on your name. You'll do all of this. And they'll be telling, they'll be in family court throwing dirt on your name. And I can't bring these in the courtroom. <laughs> I can't bring them in the courtroom and say, I'm sorry, what? What is she talking about? He don't do this. He did that. He don't do. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. Nothing's ever good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. It's a cold, cold world. And so, uh, yeah, after all of that, you look back and you go, what was it all for? What was it all for? But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, anyway, if you do have an opportunity to do that, Try to do that. And I use money that I didn't have. I hustled every day. And she will sit in there and say, I gave them nothing. I don't do nothing for the kids. Hmm? He does nothing for the kids. He doesn't give us any money. We're hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you saw the receipts, right? You saw everything, right? Yeah. It's a cold world. That doesn't even include the private school tuition. Doesn't even include that. And they fumbled that bag too. So, yep, he didn't do nothing for us. It's a cold world, man. And uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. But anyway, look, if you are a father, that's some great advice for you right here. Great advice for you so you can keep the receipts. You got the memories you want to show them so that, it, it, you know, they, they might turn 30 and say, you never did anything. And then you can... You can show them. Really? Yeah, man. It's crazy. Anyway. Anyway, I don't feel bad for it. It is what it is. Yep, I took my son to New York City. Remember that? If you've been following me on social media, we went to New York City. We've traveled all over the place. We went to, uh, we've been a lot of places. We've been a lot of places. Yep, but recently we just went to New York City. And he had a great time. He want to go back. He's like, hey, man, we need to go back to New York. But at the same time, I was in court. For not paying child support. <laughs> I was in court for not paying child support. She was trying to get me to pay child support saying I was doing nothing. So, um, but anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, karma will come back. It always comes back to people who have an evil heart. Evil heart. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, let's get to the show. Oh, no, wait. We got a couple of other questions here. Delta Fox says, we fired a bunch of people yesterday just before Christmas 
Do your jobs and don't get fired. Damn. Damn. That's a cold man, man. That's cold. That's cold, man. Fired it. Did you pull the firing? <laughs> yep, they ain't eating. Did you pull the firing? Did you fire them all? Somebody in here was trying to hate Henry Brazilian. Skitty popped out them. All right, here we go right there. Uh, shout out to Delta Fox. Firing people on. Man, what are you guys? The Scrooge? <laughs> what are you guys, Scrooge? All right, DB says, did you uh, push them into sports or let them choose? Well, here's, the, here's what you do. This is my rule. You always had to have an activity, a physical activity, meaning that I know the, the, the importance of staying physical. It definitely cures depression. It makes you not feel bad about yourself, even though you will go through struggles. It ha- helps you understand to overcome adversity. It keeps you in good physical shape. It keeps you um, accountable to either yourself or other people, coaches, and so forth. So my rule is you will always be in an activity, okay? Always. There's nothing. Like, if you, if you quit something, you got you to gotta pick up something else. Now, um, you know, uh, some kids end up staying with certain things. Some people end up quitting. So I didn't force them to play anything. They had to choose their sport. And if they didn't choose, if they, let's just say if they quit, I would make them get, pick up something. You got to pick up something, all right? So in cases you might quit a sport, I don't want to play soccer no more. Okay, you playing tennis, all right? So you're going to do it until you find something else that you're passionate about. If you don't want to do the one that I pick, you better find something you're passionate about, and thus you will find another way to pivot. Now, I, I, I do see baby mamas that are to be named later that allow their kids to not do any activities, and then that's why your kid's depressed. That's why your kid's struggling. That's why your kid fat. That's why your kid don't have accountability. That's why your kid a quitter. Right? So, you know, that's why your kid is a piece of shit. That's why your kid got low self-esteem. That's why. Right? And there's certain kids that don't, you know, mothers don't promote this. And they don't care. And then they don't even care about it, uh, uh, their kid trying to uh, improve themselves in these areas. Uh, for daughters, it keeps them from being promiscuous. It keeps them from getting pregnant. It keeps them from doing drugs. Although there's dr- people, sports people that do drugs. It keeps them from starting drugs out of boredom. It keeps them away from ain't shit other kids. It builds character. Right? Because a lot of ain't shit other kids don't do no activities. And then guess what your kid is doing when they ain't doing an activity? They end up linking up with other ain't shit other kids that are going nowhere, losers, right? Anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. And they be sitting around depressed and wondering why they want to transform into another gender because they ain't doing shit. So, um, you know, I didn't push them into sports, but they had to choose something. You have to do something. It is what it is. So uh, anyway, and they end up picking niggas that don't do anything. When you don't, when the, when the kid doesn't do anything, they end up picking other men who don't do shit either. So you want them around athletes and around either somebody in activity. Uh, you want to push them to stay as busy as possible because you want their schedule to be, you want their schedule to be on. Now there's some other parents that think opposite. Nah, it doesn't matter. And I'll say, look at your fat ass kid. All right, but it is what it is. I, I'm very passionate about kids being active. All right, it's a big deal. It's the difference between success and fail. Unless your kid is a genius, 
um, or they're got as Asperger's or um, uh, um, autism and they a pure genius, they still need to be active. All right. But anyway, but some parents will call that abuse. <laughs> they will do that. They'll be like, you're pushing them hard. You're living through their life. I, what was a celebrity that had that? And the parent was like, you're making this kid play softball because you're living their, your, your life through them or something like that. And I'm like, that's terrible. That is terrible advice. That comes from a fat mother that is mad that the father is communicating with their child in a way that the mother cannot. So what they do is they make, I, I covered the story once, they make the daughter quit that sport and then the daughter doesn't do anything and it prevents the mother and the, the father and the daughter from, from bonding. So a mother sabotaged their daughter, made her quit the sport, said that the daughter was unhappy with the sport, convinced her she was unhappy because the dad was pushing her in the sport. I swear to God, man, these, yeah, living vicariously. I'll tell you, man, there's some toxic-ass parents out here. Toxic-ass parents. But anyway, what it is is La Llorona. And it makes the mother, yeah, yeah, it makes the mother look bad because the mother's not contributing there. And then the mother has to go to turn, um, the mother has to go to tournaments when the father schedules them. And what it does boil down to is I've seen this because I coached a lot of kids and I've had a lot of mothers and fathers going through divorces. I've seen mothers be mad that they had to go to a sport event on a custody day that was their custody day, right? So they had to get up at 8 in the morning and go to the soccer field, and they pissed. But in their mind, it was the father's fault for doing this. So she mad at the father that they got to get up and get ready to go to the 8 o'clock soccer game. But my question is, what else was the kid going to be doing? Right? What else was the kid going to do that day? Y'all wasn't going to do shit. You was going to be sleeping. Kid would have been picking their nose, eating boogers, sleeping, and doing nothing. Y'all had nothing planned, nothing that important. But what they'll do is the mother will come in and find that coach sabotage. Well, they can't come. They can't come on my custody days. And the coach would be like, well, they ain't going to play. <laughs> Right, they ain't gonna play, and then what they'll do is they'll penalize the kid and the team for their selfish desires. Right, I don't want to get up, I don't want to come on my custody day. He's dictating my custody time. These people are selfish and petty. I've seen many mothers pull this shit, and maybe a father or two. I've seen it, and I'm like, you really. You really are going to go only let your kid come on the days the other parent has the kid. And then the kid misses out on the team game and the, ki the kid's going to miss out on practice because of your custody schedule. I mean, this is, this is petty people. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And it's sad. It's sad because they don't have no direction. They don't know what to do, man. And it's a sad existence in our world. Yep. It's a sad, and then they just sit over there and pout. They don't support, or they'll go into the other parents and talk shit about the other father. It's, <laughs> it is wild as hell, man. But anyway, man, I've seen it with many, it's, I've seen it with many, many people that do this. It's super duper petty. But anyway, 
He says right here. He says right here, sometimes it's the best player too. Yep, sometimes it's the best player. And what will happen is, what will happen is the coach, if it's the best player on the team, that coach will pick the player up. And this will happen to Kevin Durant. This will happen to LeBron James. LeBron James and Kevin Durant, if I'm not mistaken, were these kids where the mother separated, but these kids were like overgrown gorillas. And the team, the coach was like, he need to be out here. He need to be out here. And she was like, man, I ain't getting up, taking them in. I don't care if he make the team. And the coach had to go pick them kids up. The coach was like, the kid living with me. Coach come pick them up every day for practice. I know coaches that picked up kids every day to go to school. And they transferred to school. Like the school that they coach coached at was like 20 miles away. And the coach will pick the kids up every day from school and take their ass to the good school, Chris Weber. Because the lazy ass mama or the, la- the mama had three jobs. Yes. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for men, most kids would not be shit. It is, I've been in the coaching profession a long time. Now, there are some wonderful mothers out here that volunteered and they did all the the popcorn stand and all that stuff, right? They did, there's some amazing mothers out here. I don't want to undermine them. But a lot of mothers be down on themselves and depressed and the only thing they can do, right? The only thing they can do is um, ruin their kid too, right? Because they have no purpose. Yep, there's a movie about this. Yep, it is It is a crazy, crazy, crazy scenario. So LeBron James and Kevin Durant um, and Zion Williams, Zion Williamson, more or less, Zion Williamson. Now, I don't know the mother's role in there, but Zion Williamson's stepdaddy coached him every day and coached his AAU team, paid for the flights, sponsored the team. Now, the mother might have been supportive in that situation because they were actually a family. All right, but Kevin Durant and LeBron James, they had to move the mother out the way. Right? They had to move the mom out of the way. Y'all need to let this boy go. Look at these kids, okay? And they had to take, pick up, drop off, pick up, drop off. Yeah, but yeah, them coaches, man, I'm telling you, man. It's a, it's a crazy world. But moms literally will let, let their kids just, just rot in the corner. Some moms, not all, some. Shaquille O'Neal, stepfather as well. Shaquille O'Neal's stepfather put the discipline into Shaquille O'Neal. But, yeah, um, there are some fantastic mothers. They be there. They be happy. They're active. They be cutting up the orange slices and shit. <laughs> right? They be, couple, they be cutting up them apple slices, bringing the granola bars, uh, they be doing the uh, snack stand and volunteering and helping set up the car wash. Uh-huh, yeah. There are some great moms out there. So, uh, But, yeah, man, I, I've seen a lot of divorced parents end up sabotaging the sports team by saying my kid shouldn't play on my custody days. It's the dad's fault. He's, he's making these kids play, and it's messing up my custody time. <laughs> Dude, they so selfish at <laughs> I know many mothers that have done that. I can't I can name five off the top of my head right now. And I also know many mothers that that um have kind of got rid of the dad and then pushed the kids 
when the when the player is good, the dad is no longer around or the dad lives in another state. The kid wants to move with the dad, but the mom is super mom, right? And the kid is a good player. She'd be all out in front. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we doing good. And the, the mother's there. The, the grandparents are there. The whole family's there except for dad. Guess who didn't get the schedule? Guess who don't know what game day is? Guess, guess who don't know there's a game today? Father. The dad. Everybody know the game schedule. Everybody in the family. The aunts, the uncles, the brothers, the cousins. Everybody at the game except dad and dad's family. And guess who did that? The mother. The mother. The mother made sure dad don't know. The mother made sure the dad don't know to show up to the game. <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. I've seen, I've seen some wild shit as a coach and as a parent. And you like, wow. Like you intentionally made the dad look bad by not giving him the schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've seen it. I've seen it. This is why when I talk about things, it's not just me. It's just not my experience. I coached for almost 20 years at all levels. I've seen some shit. <laughs> it's wild, man. All right, anyway. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like when they don't invite the kid to the birthday party and all that stuff. Man, moms are evil. Mom, moms are the evilest parent by far. When you look at what dads do, now dads, there are some dads that clap their kids, meaning like they delete them or they abuse them. Yeah, to hell with them. To hell with those dads. We, we would never defend that over here. All right, we would never defend that. However, when it comes to the evil shit that parents do to kids, the mother by far, it ain't even close. The evilest shit is done by the mom. I mean, based on my experiences and what I've seen, it ain't even close. Because it's passive-aggressive evil. It's evil that nobody will call her out on. And people will watch her do it and, and help her do it or just stay silent. Straight evil. Right, straight evil. It ain't even close. Uh, but anyway, and no, we don't want to make you mad, but it, it is true. It is true. All right. So and their their stuff will be backed up by the court. <laughs> They'll call the police on you at your kid's birthday party. Kids, your sports events, your kids sports event. They'll call the police on you. They don't give a fuck and be dead wrong. All they just do. They just emotional. They just they don't know what to do. They're frantic and they just say <laughs> you like, yo, it's a wild ish. Social workers help them. The church pastor help them. Their therapist don't call them out. Their family helps them. Nobody says shit. The school, the principal, everybody will help them. The teachers, your kids' teachers, your mother, the mother will run in there and tell them. The daycare centers, the daycare centers, they'll all help her. The sports banquet, the coaches, they'll all just be silent. Well, nobody will be like, bitch, stop doing this. Nobody would throw the woman in jail. Nothing. And they'll just be like, mm, well. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, anyway, man, let's get in here, man. It's a sad world. It's an evil world. But uh, press a one in the chat if you've experienced this, either as a teacher, a coach, a social worker, a child support officer, a parent, yourself. Um, if you've seen your family members do this, 
it, it, just press a one in the chat just so we know and other men know that they're not alone. I mean, almost every we we've seen this. We've seen this and we we actually co-sign it and enable it and simp enforcers, stepdads will step in front of stepdads will step in front of the dad at a soccer game. <laughs> and you here to see your kid and the stepdad will step in front of you and try to confront you at the soccer game. And you're like, what? Like, I'm not here. I'm here to see my kid. Why you here? <laughs> Why you here? You're like, this is my kid. You ain't supposed to be here. You ain't doing nothing but watching your kid. It is some sad-ish. Yep, and nobody stops it. So it's a tough, tough world for a lot of guys. Somebody says, when I was a sheriff, the police, if you're a police officer, you've seen this stuff. All right, anyway, let's get in here. If you were a kid and you've experienced this in hindsight. Yep, it is a cold world. It is a cold world. Law enforcement, yep, law enforcement. You, you've seen it. Principal, school, teacher. You've seen this stuff. Uh, but uh, nobody does anything about it. All right, anyway, let's get to the show. What do we got here? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, let's get some laughs. We got deep, but let's get some laughs. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast stick, you can get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, A, speaking of, we have a, a woman, we have a woman here. Uh, this is an example of what we were just talking about. Let's see if an advert comes up. Yep, it came up. All right, so, <laughs> hey, be careful here. Here we go right here. We got to get the video. All right, here we go here. All right, so this is an example here. Don't know if it's a skit, but this is an example of a mother, a toxic baby mom, right? You you see these videos way too often. Now, I would love to see someone come up with a series of videos that are similar where the father is doing this thing. So here we go right here. Let's play it. Where my baby at? Why you come out here without my baby? Hey, why are you recording me? Baby in house. Why you come out here without my baby? Don't you got a girlfriend? Why don't y'all go make a baby? Why what that got to do with my baby? Because um, I, I got a girlfriend. What that got to do with my baby? I don't want her around my kid. But if you got a boyfriend, it's, it's cool. So you why can make a boy. Why are you worried about me? What the fuck? So you can bring a boy, a boy, but I can't bring no girl around. No. So I'm paying fifteen hundred in child support, and I can't see my baby. No. See. And there you go. So we were just describing this, and of course, mothers when they do this, they're almost inevitably like under thirty-five, right? They're these are young moms. They're young, emotional. They're dumb. They don't know what to do, and the only thing they do panicky is to control the only thing that that you're attached to, which is the child. And they give you this wry smile. And th they seem to have a decent relationship. But uh, here we go right here. Oh, you got a girlfriend? You can't see your kid. I mean, <laughs> and of course, give me money, extortion. They pat you down. They sell their kids like the, your kid's a prostitute. All right, they prostitute your kids out to the state. And uh, they do it. Nobody can stop them. Nobody can stop them. Nobody can punch them in the face. Nobody can shoot them. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things you would want to do, but you can't do it, obviously, because then you can't see your kids. And again, show me the fathers that are doing this. Show me the fathers that are doing this. All right, here we go. See what? See? Why the fuck is you recording me? See what? See, see what? Don't have kids. Y'all don't have kids. You weird. 
Don't have kids. Fifteen fifteen hundred in child support. Are you weird? Fifteen hundred child support. I can't see my baby. No. Fifteen hundred. In the house. You can see the baby, but not not her. So where's she at? In the house. So go get her. No. You can go see her. I'm not gonna go get nobody. It's cold out here. Fifteen hundred in child support. Mm -hmm. Come on, I got a girlfriend. I can't see my baby because I got a girlfriend. But you got a boyfriend. Okay, so wow, them little things, them headlights, it is cold out there. She did say it was cold out there and definitely is from what I see. Them little B cups is uh freezing. All right, I see that. Okay. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> don't have kids, bro. No, you don't have kids. Y'all don't have kids. Y'all don't y'all don't, don't want nobody like her. Don't have kids, bro. Yeah, and so uh, right there, he's like, man, look, man, don't have kids, man. Of course, you have to be careful who you have kids with. But uh, one of the things is there's no predictor of what woman's going to act like this. See, that's the only problem out here. You can't predict what woman will act stupid like this. But one more time, it is cold out there, right, for sure. All right, look at them little A-cups in that sports bra. A-cup team stand up, all right? I'm an A-cup fan, all right? <laughs> I like them A cups. All right, here we go. All right, nothing of that, but here we go right here. Uh, yeah, stay focused. I got to stay focused. Uh, let's take you to Detroit. Detroit, stand up. Detroit pimping is big pimping. All right, I don't know who this guy is. I think his name is Darius, but uh, he mega pimping out here, and he gorilla pimping, I see. Hey! <laughs> All right, he definitely gorilla pimping. Damn, he got a whole mastodon out here. Look. Oh, the humanity. Man, I tell you, Pimp Stable's got the ugliest bras of all time. Look at this right here. I mean, his stable, at least he got him a white girl. Wowzers, okay. All right, pimping. He got the G-Wagon. They got the matching fur coat, the chinchilla. All right, and he got the almost the Stacey Adams out here, and he got him a fat mastodon is his bottom bitch. All right, okay. Um, did she co-sign for this pimping? Because you ain't got no credit if you the pimping. Pimping don't have the credit. Pimping don't have the credit. Hey, okay, we're here from Detroit. Had to come show you guys love right now in the leather closet. Y'all know what it is. Y'all see how fly you get. They know what they there's the co-signer right there, man. The hoe got the credit, man, I think, right there, man. Where did he pick this girl up, man? I tell you, Pimp's got the worst stables of all time. All day. Hey. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Nicole. All the humanity. Oh, man. Boy, oh, boy. Ninja. My goodness. Detroit, what we doing? Is this the pimping? This is when I tell you when ninjas be claimed to be pimps. I know pimps have the worst stables of all time. They got the ugliest looking bras of all time. They never have no good looking women. All right. They all donkey faces and got donkey booties. Here we go. Thank you to Darius for driving all the way from Detroit. You guys look, you guys are ready for that Detroit coach yeah. for sure. Hey, Thank you. Good, good. Absolutely. Thank oh. you guys. Oh, man. Jesus. Hey, we're here from Detroit. <laughs> It's cold out there in Detroit. Y'all see how fly you get. They know what they're doing all day. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Nicole. Thank you to Darius for driving all the way from Detroit. Oh. You guys look, you guys are ready for that Detroit cold for sure. Yeah, the Detroit cold. 
Um, maybe is he is he a pimp? I have no idea. He are certainly, you know, the Midwest got a lot of pimps out there, man. The Midwest, the pimp is still alive out there. Midwest is backwards as F. Trust me, I grew up in the Midwest when I was a little youngin', and I got family members in the Midwest. Midwest is some backwards ass shit, and I'm gonna name all your cities. I'm gonna get y'all right now. I'm going to get y'all ninjas, y'all backwards ass. Y'all ninjas in a time warp in the Midwest. Hold on for a second. Let me take a drink. Let me attack the Midwest for a second. <laughs> the Midwest. Uh, Minneapolis, Detroit, St. Louis, Chicago, Indianapolis, Gary, Milwaukee, uh, Cleveland, Columbus, Cleveland. I'm going to just stop it at those. Cleveland. Man, y'all some time-trapped-in-ass ninjas. I mean, you. This is we call them the Rust Belt for the most part, the, the areas where they used to build cars. Man, y'all, Kansas City, y'all stuck about 15, 20 years ago. Y'all stuck in a time vortex that you cannot shake. Like, y'all got to kill this whole thing, man. Ninja, will y'all get up in Oakland? We going to throw Oakland in there, too, because y'all stuck somewhere in 1991. <laughs> Y'all literally stuck in 1991 somewhere post 1970s pimping, right? You can't shake it. You can't get out of it. You can't like grow out of it. You know what I mean? Like y'all still a pimp or something. And after y'all got laid off from the General Motors plant, like what are y'all doing? Like, <laughs> ninja's gonna be mad at me. Don't be mad at me. I ain't lying though. I ain't lying. Omaha. Yep. Y'all, where y'all, where, where, why y'all stuck back there? Right? Where, what's going on? Did you, we, y'all caught up? This is what happened. I grew up on the West Coast, lived on the, I lived everywhere, by the way. Like, y'all still bragging about shit that didn't happen in 19, that went dead everywhere else in the world in 1987. All right, but it is what, <laughs> Racine, Wisconsin. All right, I done got banned, man. We wearing fur coats, chinchillas. This what we doing in 2024? Man, come on, man. We need to catch up with the times, brothers. We need to catch up with the times. I mean, I get it, man. All right, I get it. Shout out to the pimping out here. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, we need to get, man. It's a crazy, crazy world. Stragglers Nigga Theater presses on. I don't even know what I got here coming up here. I got, okay, the video's not popping up. All right, let's go to the next video. All right, here we go right here. Okay, okay. Uh Oh, I didn't want to show that video yet. Maybe I do want to. Oh, okay, okay I'll show it. Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Uh, it says what, what happens when they tell you men are going to die alone. All right, it says right here, her. That's why you're going to die alone. Me, 80 years old, at home alone. man hey man men don't die alone man we just we escaped death many many times all right all right man yeah we escaped death many many times indeed man we don't die alone they be telling you you're gonna die alone man we ain't worried about it we still got uh we eating our fiber we eating our what do they call these things there i can't call them shredded wheat we got our shredded wheat 
<laughs> All right, here we go. Ain't nobody died alone. We go cheat death a million times. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man we don't need no wife for that we don't need no wife for that most men die yeah when you got your wife yeah we gotta stay one step ahead of these people man we gotta stay one step ahead all right uh stragglers niggle theater presses on we have a woman again the monetized woman this woman is a um is the wife and i guess the sister is gonna call her and tell the wife that her husband's cheating on her but it's an african woman so bear with us with the accent hello should stay away from your husband why would i do that he gives me money he gives me food he gives me oh this is the side chick this is the side chick okay let me so okay so i got it wrong this is the side chick so the the wife is gonna call up the side chick of the husband okay this is interesting here hello should stay away from your husband. Why would I do that? He gives me money, he gives me food, he gives me everything. Why would I do that? Is it your money? Oh, my sister. It's two different titles. He's your husband and he's my boyfriend. Two different things. Just do your, your part. Wash for him, cook for him, clean for him. And then I do the rest. <laughs> it's, a, it's not my fault you want to be boring, do missionary every day. Oh. <laughs> My sister, I don't want to argue with you. You're my sister, okay? You're my sister. Uh, there isn't enough men in the world. Sharing is caring. Yeah, okay? there you go. There isn't enough men in the world. And the rest are turning gay, so... Facts. Mm, I don't want to argue with you, okay? Kisses, nah. big kisses. Kisses, bye. Oh, bye. no. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's all, oh, man. Oh, we just talked about polyamorous relationships. We just talked about this, and I actually made a point to tell you, all right? I just made a point to tell you that, man, there ain't enough men to go around. There ain't enough top-tier men to go around. So if you're top-tier, Ninja, you, you got access. Ninja, she she ain't telling. She ain't blowing it up. She like, hey, man, look, let her pay. you. you he give me money, my rent paid up. Your rent paid up. What's the problem? <laughs> he like, man, Polly is in full effect. She like, man, look, that's your husband. You deal with that. I ain't worried about him when he go sleep at your house. All right. But when he come over here, he get everything taken care of. And I take care of him. him and he take care of me. Hey, we got it what it is. Ain't enough of me going around. And some of them turning gay. Sharon is caring. It's going on out here, man. <laughs> I love it. All right, shout out to the side chicks out here. All right, be careful. All right, we got Stragglers Niggle Theater. I actually covered this woman before. Well, I will cover her if, if she's available to me, but we got a tattooed eccentric woman. This is a woman um, that recently hit hard times and has moved in. I don't know if you remember this. She moved indoors or in the same house as her ex or her child's father but her child's father has another family, right? So he moved on from her and he's now has another family and she's moved into the side house. But now she's the nanny for all of the kids, all right? I don't know if you remember the story and if you don't remember it, um, 
maybe this will fine tune your memory right here. Here we go. Welcome to a day in my life as a live-in nanny to my own children. First thing I do when I wake up is head over to my baby daddy's house that is only 15 steps from my front door, where I have the right to walk in and out as I please. I brush his children's hair and chat with his wife about how she should leave him for me. After I take the children to school, I then have the school hours to do as I please, so today I'm finally taking care of prepping my empty house for future tenants. I drop off my most recent Facebook Marketplace find and head over to my favorite laundromat to socialize with the locals before having to head back to the kids' school because one of them is sick and has to go home early. That kid had her birthday party planned for the next day, but that party is now cancelled. I start prepping the guest room for our guest that is literally on a plane, on her way to visit, and has no fear of catching whatever this kid has or may not have because she is clearly just fine. My day is not done. No, I tend to more housework before my own work from home career. I'm a freelance photographer and have an ungodly amount of editing to do. Oh, no. The rest of the kids I nanny come home from school and I take them to watch the sunset. I get pissed on by their asshole dog and I'm just over at this point. I shower and put my two weeks in over dinner. Just kidding. I can't quit. I am fucking exhausted though. Welcome to a day. All in right. My- and so what do you, what are you seeing here? So, uh, the her and her boyfriend has moved into the now her boyfriend now. Oh man, yeah, man, people down bad. So this is a poly relationship. This is poly, right? I mean, what do you call this? I mean, this is communal. I mean, I, I actually don't mind it, but this is an example. So she's got a boyfriend. They moved into the ex husband's house because she got in a bind. He fixed it, her bind, but said, hey, you can get a job. You can be a nanny to our kid and my new wife's kid. As you can see right here, a live-in nanny for my ex and his new wife. And it says right here, they co-parent. And this is how they co-parent right here. Wow. Holly. Man. What a world that we live in. (laughs) He says society is doomed. (laughs) Oh, man. We in some binds out here. This is poly. This is the poly relationships that I warned you about, that I tell you about. What other type would you describe that? What what other way would you describe that? I'm pretty sure they got some other freaky shit going on where he gets to access the wife and maybe they do a little swap and swing. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. He says, Coach Isaiah 4 and 1 in that day. For sure, Isaiah 4 and 1. He says, send it, man. And, of course, they're going to call this monogamy, too, right? Y'all going to call this, okay, all right, look out, man. I'm pretty sure we're de-evolving. We're de-evolving, guys. We're going backwards. We're going backwards. All right, we have a young woman here. (laughs) Another example here. Here we go right here. I think I played this clip before, but I'll play it again. Uh, This woman right here is going to say, Whose dumb idea was it to make women go to work? All right, what this is another anti-Gen Z, anti-feminist. I'm sorry, but whatever woman back in whenever the fuck was like, women should be able to go to work and this and this and that. <laughs> fuck you. I would love to be at home right now, probably with my mom, because I'm not married yet. So with my mom, playing with the goats in the backyard, gardening, cooking, baking, trying new recipes. But no, I have to go to work and be stressed and then on top of that if i want to have a kid in the future which i'm planning on it i have to go to work and be stressed and be pregnant <laughs> who who thought this was a good idea for women dumb stupid <laughs> yeah new, 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 new world all right yeah do me a favor hit the like button get me to 850 likes we were really close here but this is another example guys i t- did i not call this i told you this when i was writing the book the evolution i said at some point somebody's gonna realize this and 
uh, feminism will biggest foe will be women. They're going to be like, what did we do? But the problem is it's too late. It's too late, too late, baby. Bye bye. Now you will have a lot of these women chameleon telling you they want to be a stay at home wife. I got another one out here. Um, another clip of a woman. I would want to be a stay at home wife. I don't want to do this. I just want to make muffins and you know, they idealizing traditionalism and it's not for your benefit. It's for their benefit. It's their benefit. So here you see the, the repercussions of a generation of women who are, you know, they don't want to hustle culture. They, they don't even want to work. All right. But they just want to get fat and do nothing. And then, ha but the problem is it's too late. There's no, there's no way we can reverse this effect. This is essentially the deal with the devil. This is essentially uh, Eve, Eve biting the apple. This is a, Eve biting the apple on my book, The Evolution. So there's no going back now, all right? And you're seeing women do just about everything to try to get out of this deal, right? They, they're trying to marry up. They're trying to uh, take ninjas to child support. They're trying to sue people, Diddy. They're trying to sue people and come up with old cases, all right, uh, to make it complicated, they trying to do everything. They trying to marry. They trying to. They trying to monetize themselves. They trying to OnlyFans. They trying to do everything they can to get up out of this. All right, and it, there's we're at the point. We're at the point of no return. Okay, devil collecting. We're at the point of no return. We're in too deep. Anybody knows the system that pushed this was one of the benefits was they get to the double tax these citizens. Right. So you now have instead of men getting taxed, you now have women can get taxed. And I showed you clips of women opening a paycheck. They got their first paycheck and they went they went bonkers and berserk. They're like, what is this? Welcome to welcome to adulthood. Welcome to what it's like to be a man. All right. Now they want provider men. Now they want to be soft girl era. All right. But this is all this is all um, this is all basically being chameleons. I, I told you, don't trust them. Don't trust them. I just want to be, I want to find that clip. I want to be traditional and I want to, this is bullshit. I want my soft girl era. I want to be taken care of. I'm going to be in my feminine. This is all bullshit. It's all bullshit. What they're trying to get. Oh, I found it. I'm surprised I found it because I got so many tabs open. My computer, I'm surprised. I got a very powerful computer, but I'm surprised it doesn't explode sometimes. All right, but um, th this is all a response to the current economy. You know damn good and well. When it's time for them to make a bank, make bucks in the corporate office, they're going to be there. Here we go. Look, I work and I love what I do. Gosh dang it, I just want to be a housewife. I just want to be a housewife. Like, I just, like, I just want to cook and clean and do laundry and make homemade desserts and freaking wear an apron and, like, <laughs> wear this, oh, you know, yeah. hairdo and, and make the bed every morning and freaking. Oh, really? Move to a 200 acre ranch. With a five-bedroom house. Oh. Okay. Like, that's just, that's what I want to do with my life. And I'd be happy with it. Yeah, now you saying that now. All right, Ninja. Look, she looking a little Millie in the mouth, too, man. Look at that little Millie mouth. All right. I want to see what that Millie mouth do. All right, but here we go. Yeah, look, I just want to, yeah, I just, I'm just going to be a nice traditional woman. I want that soft. I want to make soft girl. I want to make muffins. I want to be in my spiritual and do yoga classes. Where were this? Where was this in 2017? You didn't hear 2017. You heard none of this shit. 2018. You heard none of this shit. The future was female. All right. We don't need no man. We need a man like a fish need a bicycle. 2019. You heard nothing. 
nothing. 2020. Oh, 2021, they started to see the light, but they were still getting a unenjoyment check. They were still getting their money. They were still spending. 2022, they start feeling it. 2023 and 2024, now they want to be a traditional wife. Uh-huh. Yep. And what is that herpes on your lips? Let's talk about that down your milly mouth. All right. They're a little, little herpy in the corner there. What about our oh, body count don't matter? You see what happened? You see what happened? The economy happened. And I predicted this. I said, watch. When the economy happens, all these women going to switch course. The economy going to start kicking their ass and they going to start switching up. And here it is, man. I tell, I, I'm tired of being right. No, I'm not. I'm not tired of being a right. This is a gift for everybody. Right now, it's the hour of the monetized woman. Meaning that if you are able to get to a position where you can get the cheaper one, you can get the woman on the cheap. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for cheap? Why buy the cow? I'm going to ask ladies this because there's some ladies in here watching it. Let's get the 850 lights. Why buy the cow now? Why buy the cow? The marriage laws haven't changed. The divorce laws haven't changed. Why now? Why, why would we go for this now? And I'm telling you guys, this is a shit test. <laughs> this is not, I told you they were going to do this. And here they are doing exactly what I told you were going to do. Now they trying to, now they trying to go soft girl era. Now they trying to, they trying to get in a feminine, <laughs> right? Not, now they trying to act right. They done drunk that act right juice. <laughs> Still undefeated. I know he said free, but it ain't really free. The free ones is the trap. I say cheap. I don't even go for the freebies. Ninja, we ain't barely even getting it free. We getting it for cheap. All right. I pay, yeah, man. And I, what are we talking about? Feminism freed men. I used to be mad at feminism. Then I had to readjust my thought. And I said, you know what? Feminism freed men. If you start thinking, guys, this was the best thing that could happen to us. We got them. It actually figured out. Now they figured out they trapped. Now they like, uh-oh. Now they can't pivot backwards. They can't go back. Oh, I just want to, look, where is it at? They can't go backwards. I just, I just want to, where is it at? Look, they can't go backwards, miss. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm babysitting my ex-husband's kids. Look. I'm sorry. They can't go backwards. They can't go backwards. They, they can't go back to this. The normal average woman could, go, could do this. Today, they can't go backwards. The, they can't meet a guy that can support them. They're fucked. Yep. Remember that? I used to say, have a long memory. Have a long memory. Because why did I say that? Thank you for reminding me. I used to say, have a long memory. Why did I say that? I used to say that because I said, y'all ninjas going to forget when they start acting like a chameleon. And I was like, y'all need to remember all the bullshit that we went to right up to 2019. And I was like, y'all going to forget because they're going to switch it up on you when the economy crashes. And everybody's like, the economy is not going to crash. That was 2019. Look at us. <laughs> I said, yes, it is. I was like, when the economy crashes and shit hits the fan, 
them bitches going to be start switching up. And I was like, have a long memory. We're going to win on that token, meaning that we no longer have to go back and marry the ones that want to switch it up. Wow. Shout out to you, brother, for remembering that. I saw this coming. All right. And I, by the way, I didn't think this would come this fast. That's what she said. Mm. <laughs> All right. Here we go right here. All right, we got one more story, then we're going to get over to Diddy here. We got a woman says, uh, it says right here, uh, this is a woman here. It's Valentine's Day, and I have a second date with the hedge fund analyst. All right, and this page is an alpha page. says prime examples of what women do to beta males. All right, here we go. And I have a second date with the hedge fund analyst. Week is super busy and he was sweet enough to meet despite the holiday. We started in Soho at Lupa. Lupa is an amazing Italian restaurant right across the street from Carbone. We got some Cabernet as well as some octopus and pasta. After dinner, he called an Uber and surprised me with a second reservation at Broken Shaker in Midtown. It's a rooftop bar with amazing views of the city. We both got an Aperol Spritz. There was an amazing DJ playing a ton of Rihanna. This guy was beyond thoughtful and even got Archie a dog treat from a West Village bakery. Although it was a great date. He's the most incredible guy, but I did end things. We were missing that X factor that makes relationships say. And All right, so the beta male got... Um, you know, for the women are like, why don't guys go on dates? Why don't guys do this? Well, what happens is a guy will do this one, two or three times and he will stop doing it. And she boring as hell. This is an example of a no talent woman. All right. This woman's super duper boring. And why is her knees all knocked like this? Maybe it's because of that coach. She got some knocked ass knees. All right. But, um, this is a prime example of when women, you know, uh, if you're in a nightclub, why guys don't buy drinks? Because probably of maybe about five or ten times we bought drinks and nothing happened, <laughs> right? Nothing happened. People laughed. They sniggled at us. They walked away. Uh, I mean, and and this is an example of a guy that went, I would say, somewhat all out. He put he put attention to detail. Um, he gave her probably more than she deserved on the second date. This second date was the I must prove myself date. And um, she was like, well, I ain't feeling it, <laughs> right? So, well. Why? Because you're not Chad. You wasn't in there to begin with. She just didn't have nothing else to do on Thursday. So she let your ass spend about 250 bucks. And now your ass asked out. <laughs> Did she call him a creep? Or yeah, or you got called creepy. Yeah, you got called creepy, right? Oh, and this creepy ninja. All right, but I'll skin him for his drink. All right, so. This is an example. Men are going to do this maybe a handful of times. A handful. And they're going to do this normally around age 23 to 25. Once they do this a handful of times, good luck, ladies. Good luck. You, you guys are trying to make ninjas 28, 30, 32 do this. And they already been finessed. They already got screwed over. And they like, and now why don't these men take men, women out? And Ninja by 28, the ninja figured it out. Like, yo. <laughs> he figured out, man. What the fuck was I doing all of that? He going to do it a handful of times, and that's it. All right. And that dude right there, I'm going out for the head fund manager. And it probably hedge fund manager. I don't even know if he's a um makes a lot of money. He could or he could not. So it could be a drop in the bucket. 
But I guarantee he done with this broad and he going to be done. Let him do this five more times. He done. I have a second date with the hedge fund analyst. Week is super busy and he was sweet enough to meet despite the holiday. Wait, wait, is this on Valentine's Day? Oh, man, that's a bad look. Ninja. <laughs> wait, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. On Valentine's Day, your dumb ass took a girl out on Valentine's Day. You, you're signaling loss already. That's an L already. So you're signaling to her that you don't have nothing else going on. That's a dumb ass move. Right, never take a girl out on a Friday, Saturday, and or a holiday. Even if you ain't doing shit but cuffing your balls, never take them out. Never say, well, I don't have anybody on Valentine's. No, this is stupid. Okay, all right. I didn't have nothing better to do. And, of course, check all her boyfriends, all the ninjas that be accessing her guts, they're out with their real girlfriend. <laughs> Started in Soho at Lupa. Lupa is an amazing Italian restaurant right across the street from Carbone. We got some Cabernet as well as some octopus. All right, octopus, Cabernet, um, uh, two glasses of wine. I'm looking at 30, at least 40 bucks. All right, and some octopus. Uh, we're looking at, you know, as if this is a, um, if this is a, um, Pre-meal, I think this is probably not right here. Oh, and pasta. You're looking at 70, 80 bucks. You're looking at 70, 80 bucks, which is uh, easy, but it is right there. 70, 80 bucks. And pasta. After dinner, he called an Uber and surprised me with a second reservation at oh. Broken Shaker in Midtown. It's a rooftop bar with amazing views of the city. We both got an Aperol Spritz. There was an amazing DJ playing a ton of Rihanna. Sky All right, so he in for 150 bucks with the Uber and then the rooftop bar. So he in at 150 with the apple spritz and the two reservations. I don't know what they ate at the second reservation, but I guess this is it. I was beyond thoughtful and even got Archie. A Somebody said 400. That's New York. Okay, you're right. You're right. So this is New York City. Okay, you talking about 400. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Dog treat from a West Village bakery, although it was a great date. All right, so he was considerate enough to give the dog a treat. Oh, why don't you give a treat for your doubt? So, yeah, if this is New York City, yeah, you, you definitely talking about 300 at least. He's the most incredible guy, but I... He's the most incredible guy, but it ain't going to work. Did end things. We were missing that X factor that makes relationships. <laughs> oh, man. And so the ladies don't understand this. So they're talking about why guys don't do this, why guys don't do that. Trust me, but for at the age of 23 to 26... We done done this a handful of times and ninjas is like, fuck it. It ain't worth it. And also what happens is he will find out that he can sleep with a woman or get actually a friendship with a woman who doesn't have these expectations. And what will happen is it will be on the cheap. Like you actually hit it off with a good, a cool woman and you will have done none of these things and you will have had way more success. Then these, and, but of course it doesn't, not everything lasts. And then the guy's wrestling with, well, I hit it off with one of my best girlfriends and she was nice to me. I didn't do shit. I didn't do none of this stuff, all this goofy stuff. Then here's this woman, uh, take me out on a date and take me out, plan, plan, plan. One, two, three dates, he get nothing. He's going to be least likely to take the idea that he has to wine and dine a woman. Now, if he's seeing hookers and escorts and sugar babies, if he's figured that part out, good luck to either one of those women. If he finds out he can slay Punani 
and the woman is cooperative and he can just throw a couple of the same 300, 400 bucks he spent in Midtown Manhattan and he can go get him a girl with long, the same looking girl and fillet her ass and slay her ass and get her up out the crib, then it's game over. All right. <laughs> then it's some wow. Because that's $300, $400 and a whole evening, five hours, walking in the cold, sniggling, making jokes, keeping up the conversation. This ninja can go right, right to a prime model agency <laughs> and get you somebody that comes see you and fix your meat on Thursday without you stepping outside. Now, that's game game. Now, that that's when it's over for either one of these women. Why don't these women men want to talk? <laughs> All right, I don't have to talk to you. I don't have to spend 400 on you and get nothing. He could take 500 and get his whole soul sucked from right between his legs with his toes curling on a regular basis. <laughs> All right, anyway, cuz that's available today. We're going to talk about that. All right, man, do me a favor, hit the like button. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, Strike One Snickle Theater. All right, let me get to these super chats and then we're gonna get into the story about Puff Daddy. I didn't put my banner up, so my editor's going crazy, but he probably won't because we have the intro to Strike One Snickle Theater as the place there. It's crazy. Shout out to our brother. Uh somebody said cover the Danny. Masterson case, zero evidence and still convicted. That's from Daryl. Shout out to Daryl Strawberry. But I did cover it, actually. I did cover Danny Masterson. Um, and um, it, it's a sad case. And it was a case from years and years ago. Uh, some people were pulling up old creepy videos of the guy. He doesn't seem like, he, he seems kind of a, like a weird guy. But again, it, it was on a case that really had no evidence. It was a he say, she say. And they kind of dunked him. And Hollywood turned their back on him. So, yeah, there's that. They turned their back on him and let him got dunked. He must have pissed some people off. Again, he must have. I think, was he a Scientologist too? He pissed somebody off, Ninja. He, new, 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 new world. All right, shout out to the Dark Side Foundation. Men need to normalize firing women. Subcontracting via maids. Oh, we're going to talk about that, bro. He said subcontracting via maids, cooks, and JUCO has less liability and you don't have to pay benefits in unemployment, alimony, and child support. When we cover the monetized woman, which is coming after Diddy, that's one of the segments that we're going to break down because I'm going to use my own experience and such and, you know, some of the relief that I get by hiring women. No, not just JUCO. It, it's, it's one of these things that when we talk about the woman's monetized, uh, some of the selling points as to why a man would want a woman a lot of times they're asking for things now that you can hire out for. You can hire out. Like, I wouldn't even try to convince a woman to come into my life to cook or clean. It's, it's useless for me. It's useless to even have the argument. I hire, I have, I have Rosalinda in my life. So now the women that have, have that say, I ain't doing that. Now you have these women right here going, oh, I want to do it now. All right. Yeah, I, oh, where's, the, where's the other Millie Mouth woman? There she is right there. I want to do it now. I just want to stay home and fold laundry and take care of my husband and cater to him. It's too late. We don't got to do it no more. I can hire Rosalinda. Where's Rosalinda at? 
I can hire robots at this particular point. And so for guys, I tell you guys, I tell you guys, when we get to it, this is an important part of the monetized woman because guys are just always thinking about sex and all this stuff. But women have been outsourced. They've been outsourced for cheap as fuck. It's cheap. Cheap. Like, but you're arguing with your wife and your girlfriend and you trying to get a traditional woman. Do you know when Rosalinda comes to my house, they be smiling, Cheshire cat smile, ear to ear. Hi. Now, again, a lot of guys will be like, but the funny thing is the monetized women, women say, well, well, I don't want to do it. That's not gender. What do they call it? I can't believe they call it uh, gender roles, gender roles. But nine out of 10 times I have a maid service. It's a woman. <laughs> nine out of 10. I'm talking about nine and a half out of 10. I've had a maid in a hotel at my house. It's been a woman. So I don't want to hear shit. It's, it's literally women's work. So who's picked up the slack in maid service? Women. So it, and it's cheap. It's no headache. The only headache I have is if I forget they're coming over or they're late or they mess up my studio. So I often don't let them come clean my studio. So I'm like, don't touch anything in there. The only thing, that's the only thing, or, or I want to take a nap and they be vacuuming and stuff. I'll be like, oh, I'm kind of thrown off. So it's, it's one of those things like, and he said, CGA clapping the maids. I don't have to. I don't have to clap my maid. I don't have to have my wife, you know, folding my socks. No, nah, baby, I, I need my drawers rolled up just like this. And you need to help. I don't have to ever have this conversation again. The only time I have this conversation is if I'm broke. And I'm with a woman and I'd be like, baby, can you help uh, fold my drawers up like I like them? I don't, I don't have to deal with that. I got, I got Rosalinda. They've marketed themselves out of this. So when these women say, I just want to come back, I don't need you, baby. And they barely speak English. So all I do is look at them and they look at me and I, the donde eres, como esta. And they don't want me to speak Spanish. They want me to speak English to them so they can practice their English. They're like, no, speak Spanish. Can you speak English? Because they want to practice their English. So they, I barely say five words to them. <laughs> I'll be stepping over. Yep, I don't have to give them. It's, the, it's a wonderful thing. And then they're done, in and out of here, two and a half, three hours, gone. Place smelling like so clean. It's wild as hell. <laughs> All right, anyway. And they fold up. He says they fold up the drawers in the origami. They fold up my little toilet paper at the end of the roll. They fold up my tissue over there. They fold it up into a fan. All right, I'll be coming out. Everything be spick and span in three hours. Right? And it's crazy, man. I'm like, what is, dude? And when I, I'm gonna get down, tell you the price, tell you the price, you'll be floored. Yep, they do. My, I make my bed in the morning every morning. I come back, they unmake the bed to make the bed again. Or when it's time to change the sheets, I put the sheets out there on the corner of the bed, and that lets her know to put the new sheets on. They take all my sheets off. They put the new sheets on. They make the bed, change the sheets in five minutes. They on in the shower, clean. 
It's the dude pay for women. <laughs> I will tell you in the new monetized women, it's better to pay for them than it is to try to convince the women to do the shit that they don't think they're getting paid for. Now you negotiating. Well, you got to do half and you got I'm like, nah, man, we got monetized women and wait till I get to the food. Wait till I get to the food. <laughs> it is not that expensive. People think it's expensive. It's cheap as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I'll never go back. I'll never go back to being with a woman, moving her in and then convincing her to clean up. Now, here's the other part of this. Here's the part of this. If a woman moved in my house, she better take Rosalinda's place because I'll be damned if she moves in and then got a maid working around her. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. All right, so if she moves in and she ain't carrying her weight or she feel like she's going to be in some dream, la-la dream world where she making muffins, she better be panani on command, no headache, no lip. I mean, I'm just telling you, she better not give me no problems. But again, this way too much of a liability to have her because she can get pregnant and, and, and sue me, child support. I mean, this is way too much liability. Rosalinda is covered under my insurance. If she trip, slip up, twist her knee, my insurance cover it, all right? Her, on the other hand, massive liability for her to move in. And she damn for sure ain't going to have Rosalinda and telling Rosalinda what to do. Rosalinda belongs to me, all right? But if you move in, you taking Rosalinda's spot. <laughs> Here we go. But it ain't going to happen. So she, oh, you know, I met this guy. He has a maid. I don't have to clean and cook. Bullshit. You better pay. You better be extraordinary. But this is the monetized woman. The monetized woman. Macaroni Tony got me yelling at my TV when you started talking about youth sports. Mom will send kids with no money or clothes to an AAU tournament. Yep. They will send their kids to the AAU tournament. No money. Messed up shoes. And blaming the daddy the whole time, man. They could, they, you know, women are really traumatized by their relationships with their children's father. And much of it is they're embarrassed. It's embarrassing to them. And I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for them because they probably caused it. Dr. Thunder, Rosalinda getting those English lessons. Shout out to you, Dr. Thunder, the good doc. Yep. You know, what you, when you find when you're dealing with, you know, people that are uh, Spanish speakers in America, they don't want you to be, they don't want you to practice your Spanish. Because I'm trying to practice, but they be like, uh, where, where your dog? Uh, don't they, the pedal, right? I'll be like, but they'll try to tail it in broken English. And I'll be like, more power to them. All right. And I'll help them out. It's crazy. Somebody said three Rositas came through in and out in an hour. Yep. I've been in situations where I have maids and they'll, in summertime, one of the maids will bring their daughter and they be in there cleaning. The girl be 15 and they're cleaning my shit up. I'll be like, man, wow. Man, my maid from California still texts me. Texts me. And she's a old, she's an older uh abuela looking lady. Very, very wonderful. She had a great heart. And her name is literally Rosalinda. All right. So, um, and she's about five feet tall. 
little lady, beautiful heart. And uh, she texts me on the holidays. Oh, wonderful. May the Lord bless you. She's a Christ, uh, Catholic woman. Um, my kids went to a Catholic school at one point, and she thought that was just the greatest thing ever. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, man, she is just, she's great. And she, I haven't seen her in almost a year and a half, two years. She texts me on Thanksgiving. May the Lord bless you, Gregorio. She called me Gregorio. Mm. All right, anyway, man, that's part of, you know, people call that, you know, you don't give back to the community. Yes, I do. Ask Rosalinda. She was eating good for a minute. <laughs> All right, here we go. And it was great. Where we at here? Shout out to Rosalinda. He says, I call my lady Rosalinda because of you. Yeah. I don't know the new ladies' names. I don't even talk to them. I'll be like, hi, how you doing? Come in. All right. How you doing? Hi. Bye. Yeah, it was great. All right. Uh, what are we doing here? Do I got super chats? Uh, I do. Sinku, I'm going to call you. Shinku says, women always talk trash about their exes just evil. We need to start putting, we need to start calling women out for this. Call women out. As soon as they start, uh, there was actually a video of a guy. Damn, I'm. A, you know what? Some some of these videos always come back to my mind um, of a guy talking about this. There's a, always a video for something out here um, where he's saying, I'm tired of the same old, same old bullshit every time you meet a woman. And it's always, I was in an abusive relationship. Let me see if I can find that clip. Because it's, it's a great clip that kind of sums this up. He said, this is the same old, because he's basically like, women have no game. They start off with the same shit. Oh, I was in an abusive relationship, and he left me, and he's a deadbeat, and I did this, and I needed therapy. It's the same shit. It's the same shit, different damn week. And most of it, and I've been telling you, I'm tired of that shit too. That's why I stopped dating normie women. Cause it's so always, why does your wife uh, seem so in It's always the same shit. Like, oh, man, here we go. Same script, same woe is me, same all this, and he did that, and he was this, and he, and he did that, and he did that. And, and it's, the, it's getting tiresome. Women don't realize it. And I think in, this, in, this, in the clip, he was like, maybe they don't realize they all sound the same. It's the same tired shit. <laughs> like, take some responsibility at some point. What did you have again? Again, always try to ask them, what did you do? Where's your accountability at? But all women have the same shit, and it's not because all men are doing the same shit. It's the same tire. I'm the victim. Woe is me. And I'm tired of it. I can't deal with nor mean women. Yep, he was a narcissist. Was he was a narcissist. Oh, here we go right here. I found it. He says women have the all women all have the same exact lines. Found it. Shout out to this brother right here. You know how many you know how many tabs I got open, y'all? Here we go, right here. I got a question. Why are you guys using the same exact game from like 2012? I'm talking about you never switched it up. All of you guys use the same default game: doodle shirt, brown pants, 65 overall game, and it's as follows. Your body count is always three. You've been celibate for six months. <laughs> the reason you've been celibate is because you're on this recent spiritual journey to find yourself. Your ex-boyfriend was toxic and controlling and he used to manipulate you and he's a narcissist. And when I talked to bro, he was cool, but he's actually a good guy. Yep. 
you're so down to earth and you don't party and you're not like everyone else oh my gosh shut the fuck up <laughs> and to think this still works and men are gonna take you seriously you have to be dumb when i was single and i would hear this default game i would instantly put her in the don't take serious category oh i'm not tripping but i'm just here to let y'all know that game is cooked it's time <laughs> to switch it up go get in the lab go have a meeting a conference or something that shit is cooked women yo that is facts that is straight facts he said it's cooked and yeah what was the other one i'm in therapy i was depressed man if you get these big get these depressed ass bitches away from me if you a depressed bitch run away from me if you got any depression or stress or anxiety stay away from me please all right you need to Please tell me up front so I can avoid your monkey ass. I'm in therapy ass bitches. I cannot stand it. They all got that. I'm like, y'all all goofy, man. But shout out to that guy. He said, this game is cooked. <laughs> and look at the comments. I'm going to need to share his video, man. This brother's name is Emis. I can't even pronounce that. But he got the Nigeria flag. That game is cooked for some reason. So for some reason, like, they think this shit is going to work. My baby daddy, he ain't shit. Postpartum depression. But so what? <laughs> I got a question. Why are you guys using the same exact game from, like, 2012? I'm talking about you never switched it up. All of you guys use the same default game. Doodle shirt, brown pants, 65 overall game. And it's as follows. Your body count is always three. You've been celibate for six months. The reason you've been celibate is because you're on this recent spiritual journey to find yourself. Your ex-boyfriend was toxic and controlling and he used to manipulate you and he's a narcissist. And when I talked to bro, he was cool, but he's actually a good guy. <laughs> you're so down to earth and you don't party and you're not like everyone else. Oh my God, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and to think this still works and men are going to take you seriously, you have to be dumb. Yep. When I was single and I would hear this default game, I would instantly put her in the don't take serious category. I'm not tripping, but I'm just here to let y'all know that game is cooked. Cooked. I am Israel live. Shout out to him. I don't know anything about him, but he ain't lying. Cooked. Nobody want to hear that no more. I'm on my healing journey. Spiritual. Spiritual. Oh, man. As soon as I hear that. spiritual oh i'm out ninja i'm out on the spiritual shit as soon as they start doing that spiritual shit i'll be like oh here we go here we go because you know it's going they they really a witch all right but they trying to take you on this spiritual journey i'm on a journey and i'm a spirit oh my god get out of here man get out cook i was young and dumb Oh, man, my frontal lobe ain't developed was, oh, my God, scrambling. Scramble. My baby daddy don't care. He a deadbeat out of here. Gone. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. Oh, we got another. We got another woman. We've been tricked by feminism. Man, boy, these clips, man. Thank God for social media, brothers. Thank God. We got another one here. Diddy story coming up next right here. We got another one. We got tricked. Here we go. Look. <laughs> Thank God right here. We've been tricked. 
I think we've all been tricked to think that work from home, corporate jobs that are oh, more flexible for women oh, are no. a gift to women. And I actually don't think this another one. This another one. Oh no, my goodness. This is another victim story. I'ma save her from later. I'ma save her from later. She on some other shit. Diddy story right here. Diddy story. Uh where are we at here? Puff Diddy. And one of the reasons we know that he changed this name so much is maybe because of these uh, corporate liabilities. There's some videos. We talked about this. He doesn't really own a lot of these corporations. And uh, Cassie was very smart to open up the bag and sue his businesses to make sure there were some liabilities. She had some employment. These are the things that we talked about. And people did end up discovering them and making videos. Uh, but I was on it really early to say that, yeah, his mother is the owner of the business. And then that's now... If these people are in any employee, all right, or they were been trafficked, um, yeah, they can actually open up and sue the corporations and not just Diddy. And that's what Cassie did. Not a shock. People have said rumored that the the mother has the business um in her name, if you will. And also he's been able to change his names to prevent liability for any acts that he's committed under different names, right? So people would always ask, why did he change his name? Well, this is one of the reasons why you would change your name, just to avoid being called and sued under a certain name. All right, Puff Daddy was initially it, but then the shooting incident with Shine and Jennifer Lopez forced the name change to P. Diddy, so you get rid of the Puff Daddy and the liability there, right? Then Diddy followed that, and then you change the liability there. These are all classic uh, things that people do. Now, what you got is here, Diddy is accused of gang grape of a 17-year-old in a shocking Lou lawsuit. Wow. Um, now we're getting into some very, very dangerous territory. We're going to get P. Diddy basically becoming the new Bill Cosby, and people think even worse He's about to get some treatment now. Whether what, 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 you know, th there's a lot of rumors about Diddy, and um, for the most for for most people, people see him as a bad seed. Um, he's been oddly enough portrayed as the good guy or the anti-hero for quite a long time, and his antithesis or his opponent was always Suge Knight. Now Suge Knight was always the bad guy. He was always kind of the good guy, and he didn't do any harm. Now, Suge Knight ended up becoming a prisoner based on a manslaughter case that he lost. Three strikes, you're out for the most part. And Puff Daddy was still seen as a good guy, but there were some rumors about him. There was also the, it's allegedly the bad boy curse. And you also had rumors about him with male and female celebrities and a whole bunch of bad things that he's supposed to have done to people along the way. Right, so he doesn't have a clean image after all of these years, and he's been pretty much on top since the mid-1990s, the mid-1990s. Add to that, he's had a bad year. As uh, our brother Paul Mooney said, it's been a bad nigga year. Yeah, it's been a bad nigga year for Puff Daddy. Shout out to Paul Mooney. Um, Diddy has been accused or implicated in a pay scheme to get Tupac Shakur Deleted. So you add on to that, and it has been a bad year for Puff Daddy. Now, of course, if you want to know if he new, 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 if he misses payment to the Illuminati, if he didn't pray to the nanny goat, if he didn't drink blood or walk through a door, yeah, it's all coming back to him. 
it's all coming back to him. And the people will say karma is real. This is kind of an example of it. And um, you're seeing the taking down of a powerful man. This guy's been a powerful person for a long time. And when we frame some of the things that he did in the 1990s into the 2000s and even to the 2010s, if we look at it from the lens of today, yeah, a lot of the things that he's been accused of could be accurate or it could be lies. This is the problem. Is it real or is it fake? Are these people lying or are they doing something to him that is going to uncover some other things? And for instance, any connection to the deletion of Tupac and the deletion of Biggie Smalls. I didn't say it. I'm not accusing him. It's all accusations at this point. But these things are connected. Also, now you have Cassie that have opened up the floodgates. And since he settled quickly, which people thought was smart, it ended up backfiring him. Backfiring. Because settling quick opens the floodgates even faster. And this is probably what he didn't anticipate because he wanted to put the thing to bed. He wanted to deal with the issue head on and potentially could have gave up 30 to $100 million to Cassie. But when people see you settle lawsuits fast, sometimes you become a target. And now this is the fourth lawsuit with probably more to come. And then when you add in the Biggie Small, I'm sorry, the Tupac situation, um, you have that. I'm surprised he's not sitting where Russell Simmons is sitting at this point. Let's take you to the details. It says right here, according to the Rolling Stones, Sean Combs, his longtime lieutenant, Harvey Pierre, who has also been sued in, a new, in the New York case for another situation. Why is this doing this? Move this over. And a third unidentified man allegedly gang-graped or trained a 17-year-old girl inside of Combs' recording studio in Manhattan in 2003 after the high school student was trafficked across state lines implied with copious amount of drugs and alcohol. This according to an explosive new lawsuit filed Wednesday. And here's the problem again. They're going to get him on the man act at some particular point because we're talking about interstate moving a person from pillar to post across state lines. And the state line probably is New Jersey to New York. It is what it is. But again, you're framing things that was somewhat looked past in the 2000s, but now we're in 2024. I'm going to add to this. I told you, I told you, and this is kind of something that people are going to have to look at. I told you, rappers most likely, rappers most likely, the groupies that they talk about on music are most of the time minors. They're not 30-year-old groupies. Now, there are 30-year-old groupies, but the more you're going to hear about this, you're going to hear about this a lot including, unfortunately or fortunately, young talent, rappers and singers. I've actually been showing you this because people think groupies are some 22, 24, and they're out there, 26, savage, savvy groupies. But some of these people don't pick those girls to come backstage. They often pick the 19 and maybe younger, and this has been shown across the internet with the variety of artists, even in the 80s rock and roll 
jailbait. These are things people look past. The girls that show up on the tour bus and then they put in the song talking about these bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. These are not 25-year-old women. These girls are going to be young. There was a movie that kind of put this out there, but I don't, I don't know if you can find it now, and I'm not trying to name names. I'm not trying to put anything on anybody. And no, it's not pedophilia. That's not, that's not, that age group does not fall under that. But it is what it is. It comes up as another name. Pedo is normally you talking about eight and younger. I don't think there's any of that going on, but at this particular point, anything could be alleged. But this is stuff that has been going on since the beginning of time in the 1900s, not trying to excuse it. But some of these artists that you know very well have been around these people as young people. It is what it is. This is what it's been going on. This has been going on since the rock and roll days. Uh, you got Elvis and J Jerry Lee Lewis. You got uh, uh, um, Chuck Berry was with 16-year-olds smoking weeds, taking them across state lines, driving around. You got pimps that now can get human trafficking cases. Oftentimes, these women are minors or just above minors. These ain't 30-year-old hoes going state to state. These are most of the time minors, all right, or barely minors, all right, or barely legal. Okay, you also have the jailbait of the rock star errors that I shared articles about. 15, 16, going on tour buses. I read stories and articles about this where I said, this is going to be crazy. You also have, um, uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Jailbait. Article. Rock bands. Let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I read a whole story here about it. I can't find it. It's just too, but. But, but this has been happening for a long time. Been, been happening. And what you're seeing now is now reframing the story. This woman's going to be a victim. Now, the, here's, let's, let's ask you. I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you something. How in the world does a 17-year-old go from state to state taking copious amount of drugs and alcohol? You have to ask now how... How, how, uh, where's the mother? Where's the parents? This is an important question. This is an important question for R. Kelly, where two women accused him for doing this, but they were, they were interviewed, saying they were active participants, and their stories about the parents being there sold them to R. Kelly. When they were illegal, they were legal age. This industry has a history of women and mothers selling their daughters off and fathers and turning a blind eye to it. And then when these girls grow up, they're like, hey, what happened to me? There's a story about a young, um, um, I always miss her name. Wood, Natalie Wood was a young actress in Hollywood, and her mother took her to the hotel of a famous actor, actor. Okay, the mother told her, suck it up and go do what you need to do to get in this industry. Michael Jackson, same thing. Michael Jackson, same thing, accused of these things. And then often the parents were suing, but their parents put the kids in these situations. So these are things. Aaron Hall has now a thing they're coming up with. So when you look at this, how in the world do you have this woman, young lady, 
going state to state doing drugs. I'm saying what what I'm saying is this is what I'm saying. What it sounds like to me is the narrative is being switched or that we're looking at it through a different lens. Now we can't ask the parents where they are. They're probably not going to be a part of the case. We can't ask what drug, what kind of copious amount of drugs and alcohol are we talking about? During this time, they probably was on that Incredible Hulk. They probably was on that Hypnotic. She probably was on the weed, probably was popping mollies or taking ecstasy, which we know young women do. They volunteer it. This is why you got to provide the context. Same thing with Bill Cosby and the Quaaludes. I'm sure he was spiking sometimes, and I'm sure the women were like, party time. When we get in the 20-teens and the 2020s, it's going to be Molly and weed. He gave me all this weed, and it's going to be Henny. But she was there partying. That they're changing the reference of what we're going. And I was just sitting there and they were just making me drink and take drugs. That's what they're framing it as now. This is the difficulty when we look at these things because the way it sounds is this girl was a Catholic student. She was wearing Chuck Taylors and had the miniskirt. She was completely naive and innocent. She had never touched herself or touched another man's peen. She never drank or smoked drugs or popped Molly or took X. Never smoked no weed. Her parents put out an Amber Alert, but they're no. She was trafficked against her will. This is what we're doing here. So this is the difficulty of these cases. Okay. This is what we're doing. We got to have the, it, it, but, but again, he's in, he's culpable now because now you have this 17 thing. Um, one more thing that I want to add, which this pisses people off. <laughs> this pisses people off. In the age in New York, the age of consent is 17. Now, again, I'm not trying to excuse anybody. But in the frame of reference, this is not a criminal act. Tough conversation to have. So where... Where, where you want to convict, there's no conviction. Where you want to make a crime, there's no crime. Now, the crime now is him, him uh, interstate traveling her. That's going to be, that's going to be, a, but by the way, there's no crime here being committed, right? This is not a criminal case. This is not a criminal case. This is a civil case. This is not a criminal case. So, it, this is, has nothing to do with the crime other than the fact that she said he took me from here to there. That's a crime. He took me from here to there. That's a crime. Interstate to interstate. That's the man act. And then also they ran a train gain on me after giving me drugs and alcohol. Yeah, that if that was done, which is probably the case. This is a removal of consent. This is probably the case. Now you have to have him prove that he didn't do this. Now, Puff Daddy has responded. Oh, by the way, I've been, fi I've been, figured, I've been finished everything she says here because there's more. The new Jane Doe plaintiff, the fourth woman to accuse Combs of sexual assault in the last three weeks, 
alleges she was out with a friend at a lounge in the Detroit area two decades ago where Pierre singled her out, complimented her appearance, and insisted he was best friends with Puff. Yes, this is some good, this is some good wingman game. Pierre purportedly told the teen that Combs would love to meet her and called Combs on his phone so that the music mogul could uh, personally invite her on an impromptu trip to New York aboard a private jet. Now, if this is true, and we got to start looking at what the context of relationships are today, so we can go in the year 2045 and figure out if we're committing crimes today. Because that woman was operating as an adult. What is she doing in a lounge in Detroit? Well, let me go ahead and figure this out. I do have possibly a answer for this right here. All right, I do have an answer. If the pimping was in full effect, there could be likelihood that this woman was a minor hoe. And that is, that's what pimps do. Now, that's just, I'm trying to provide an opportunity to explain this. Pimps do run around with runaways and minors and bitches on skateboards and former McDonald employees and homeless chicks. All right, drug addicts. That could be a number one. Number two, she's in a lounge. I thought a lounge would, was 21 and older. 21 and older. No. Why is she around celebrities or in a lounge? You have to ask these questions. If you don't, people are going to say, are oh, you victim blaming? You, please explain. Okay. Please explain. Not only that, there's another problem. What is the other problem here? He had her friend there. <laughs> what else they were doing? They were dancing and they complimented by got complimented by an adult who said I know a celebrity, got him on the phone, and they fly her out. Wait a minute. Hold up for a second. How do you get flown out at 17? How? <laughs> right? How? Who allowed you to go missing long enough to get flown out by a celebrity? I must know. But this is not part of it. This is not going to be part of the case. By the way, for those wanting to know, the age of consent in Michigan is 16. Tough conversation. Tough conversation. So there's no crime committed there. Now, taking a woman from one state to another for the express purposes of sex is a crime. <laughs> All right. So, and many people have been caught with this crime. This is called the Man Act. And Diddy might get got on the Man Act because I'm just telling you, this is just beginning for Puff Daddy. This is just the beginning. They ain't through with this ninja. They ain't through. This is the man act called the White Slave Traffic Act of 1910. It says right here, the act made it a felony to engage in interstate or foreign commerce transport, a.k.a. getting flowed out of any woman or girl for the purposes of prostitution or debauchery. 
This is you guys got to start questioning what's been happening here with the monetized woman here in America talking about they be getting flowed out. And it says right here, and for any other immoral purpose, its per its primary state intent was to address prostitution, immorality, and human trafficking. It's right there. Particularly where trafficking was for the purpose of prostitution, which he probably got paid. But we talked about the pimping. It was one of several acts protecting legislation aimed at moral reform during the progressive era. In practice, its ambiguous language about immorality resulted in it being used to criminalize even consensual sexual behaviors between adults. Even consensual sex, a.k.a. getting flown out, a.k.a. fornication, not just prostitution, even consensual sex is now is criminalized, but it's been amended by Congress in 78, again in 1986, to limit its application to transport, transport for purposes of prostitution and or other illegal sex acts, maybe non-consensual train gangs. Just so you know, yeah, the MRA, this is a tough to judge. I'm going to tell you the list of celebrities that have been either accused or convicted of the Man Act. Okay. Jelaine Maxwell. This is recent, recently. Jelaine, or whatever her name is. Ghislaine Maxwell. That is uh, of infamy of uh, the Lolita Island. Robert Kelly. R. Kelly. Man Act. Uh, we have, uh, let me see if these other people. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, Charles Manson, charges dropped. All right, uh, Chuck Berry was convicted. Charlie Chaplin, acquitted. Frank Lloyd Wright, playwright, charges dropped. Okay, we have uh, going up, boxer Jack Johnson, convicted, pardoned by, I believe, Barack Obama or Donald Trump. Uh, I think Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump pardoned Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson is probably the most well-known person. It is basically was, by the way, it basically was initiated due to rampant prostitution, a.k.a. dating. Dating was stem. they used the Man Act for people who dated, right? Which was dating women for giving them gifts or money taking strange women to restaurants, number one. Number two, it was done to kind of get Jack Johnson because Jack Johnson at the time was a very dominant heavyweight champion and he dated white women. And one of the ways they got him, women that he was not married to and or eventually married, he would take white women around town as the black heavyweight champion in the 19, early 1900s and that was the way to get him to get that asterisk, first black heavyweight champion, but he would he would parade white women around town, and people were quite uncomfortable with that. This is why it's also called the white, the white slave traffic act, right there. But this also was applying to people who dated. But the bet the the big caveat was: Were you going interstate? Did you go from one state to the next? And Jack Johnson would go from state to state. He would take his wife. Uh, well, she and they end up marrying to try to get out of this. But but um, they would go from state to state, checking the hotel to hotel, and they call this immoral purposes. 
All right, taking a white woman out for immoral purposes. Um, Chuck Berry, rock star, pretty much probably you would say the originator of rock music, got the man act as well. All right, Chuck Berry got the man act business right here. So if you guys don't know, uh, it says right here in January 1962, Berry was sentenced to three years in prison for offenses under the man act where he had transported a girl age 14 across state lines. I know people are like 14, but I don't think Chuck Berry was probably that old at the time. All right. He might, I don't think he was like 30. He probably was like in his twenties. Uh, well, I was wrong. He was old as fuck. All right. Uh, anyway, he definitely was older than that. All right. In the 1960s, he was definitely not 20. Ninja was old as fuck. All right. Uh, he probably was, uh, looks like he was in his definitely was in his thirties. All right. Out there, boy, I tell you, man, it was a different time. Uh, he was, uh, 20, 23, no, 23. When was he arrested? 1962. That was when he was sentenced. When was he, when was he accused here? All right. Yeah. He definitely was in his thirties. Definitely was older. All right. So anyway, yeah, that ninja was 14 ninja. What you doing? Jesus. God damn ninja. All right. Threw his ass, monkey ass in jail. Whew, Ninja Elvis Presley and these ninjas rock and roll. Ain't, rock and roll ain't no joke. But I've been telling you, man, rock and roll is crazy, man. Rock and roll is crazy. If they really, um, a lot of these guys have been got, getting popped on this. They be getting popped on this. Good Lord, have mercy. All right, so anyway, enough about that. Enough about that. Uh, with this being said, uh, let me just go ahead and read this. There's a lot of questions here. What's going to happen in this case? This is not a criminal case. This is a civil case. He probably is going to settle, but Puff Daddy said, enough is enough. He said, enough is enough with this BS. She said she was trafficking gang great. Do you believe it? Press one in the chat if you believe it. She was a high school junior, 17. Three men ran a train ain't on her. They plied her with drugs and alcohol. As the night wore on, the 17-year-old Mrs. Doe became more and more inebriated, eventually to the point that she could not possibly have consented to sex with anyone, much less two men twice her age. They took her to the recording studio, not even in a hotel with a bedroom. Oh, boy. While at the studio, Miss Doe was gang raped by Mr. Cones, the third assailant, and Mr. Pierre in that order. Jesus. Press two if you don't believe her. Press one if you believe, two if you don't believe. They didn't, they didn't run a train, ain't. They took turns. They ran a tag team. One if you believe, two if you don't believe. There's no wrong answer here. Because we don't know over the past. Okay, we don't got that. We got that right there. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I spy with my little eye. What is this a photo of, ladies and gentlemen? What is this a photo of? This allegedly is a photo of said 17-year-old woman with Puffy. Uh Uh-oh. I need to do a poll. Wait a minute. This reframes the argument. Let's take a look 
at the Daisy Dukes. Look at that girl with the Daisy Dukes on. Is that a mini skirt or Daisy Dukes? Backstage under eight. This is the woman in the case. This is the studio. This is the woman in the case. They blurred her face out. A photo of Sean Diddy Combs and Jane Doe included in the lawsuit. Backstage, underage adolescents. How you doing? Fine. She replied, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Man, there's so much to break down here. There's so much to break down. I better. I want to see her face. Unfortunately, we won't because I want to see. I mean, this doesn't look like a child to me. I mean, she's definitely growed up and out. This reframes it. Again, this doesn't look like Catholic school, student, braces, backpack. <laughs> this does look like, oh, man, 17. This is supposedly the 17-year-old woman right here. Uh, Diddy probably was at that age. They say double her age. So she was uh, 2003. Yeah, he probably was 30, 31, 32, close to double. Mm-mm-mm. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's a tough one. That's getting tough. But by the way, she I don't think age of consent is in the conversation. I, that definitely is young though. I, I definitely wouldn't do it even if it's the age of consent, right? I'm, I'm not arguing that. I would stay away from that. Always, always 18 and up. I mean, if you want to be really safe, 21. All right, but um, it, this doesn't look like somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Somebody said, you think she misled him? Interesting conversation to have. Interesting conversation. So, let's ask this. Let's ask this. She was in a nightclub lounge in Detroit. Now, this is Detroit. We're not talking about no upscale shit here. This is probably a tavern or a juke joint. Or whatever you want. This is Detroit here. In the in the early 2000s, this probably was some rundown rank skank place. <laughs> right? But she's 17 in a lounge that probably is 21 and up. He selects her probably because she looks young. We have to acknowledge that. He probably, this is what they accuse R. Kelly of doing. Basically going for the youngest looking people backstage. Now, she looks young. He probably was like, okay, she in the lounge at 21. She says she can fly on the airplane. She don't have to come. Could she have possibly misled? You have to ask the question. He might have thought, or let's just say this. Hey, she was acting like a grown woman. She was at where grown women at. She got on the airplane. She didn't ask about her mama, daddy. Or maybe daddy, this is a complicated thing. Complicated. And she probably dropped that net, not like, <laughs> not like a 17. Do you think she lied about her age? Do you think she lied about her age? Also, the conversation about drugs and alcohol, I think is misleading as well because she's like, they held me down and made me guzzle. I, I never drank before. I never smoked before. I never dropped ecstasy before. Well, I'm looking at this picture. 
she's in a lounge already. She probably was drinking. She probably smoked. She probably, you see what I mean? This is a complicated thing here. The only crime we're talking about is the train, the non-consensual train under the influence of alcohol. Other than that, everything else or in the state interstate, that would be the other crime. The other ones are not a crime, okay? This is tough. All right. Now, I'm going to put up a poll here. I think, here's here's what I believe. Yeah, Suge Knight and Puffy in jail. I tell you, I did not have that on my bingo card. If I would have had that prediction as Coach Stradamus, all right, if I would have put that one out, I'd have been a genius. I'm going to put the poll up here. Um, my thing is, this is probably going to be the least of his concerns. I think he's engaged in other things that are way more despicable than this one. <laughs> right? So that's where he, he going to settle this one and move on. He has other things in his wheelhouse that they can come after that will make this look like a walk in the park. Do you think, what, what, what did I ask? Do you believe Diddy did this one? Did Diddy did this? That's what I'll put right here. All right, I'll put up the poll over there. I think there's other things that they could go after that's going to make this look like Mickey Mouse time. <laughs> All right, so that's this is just going to open the floodgates to potentially more things coming out. And Justin O says, take that, take that, take that. Oh, man, that's trying. That's terrible. Did Diddy do this? Did he do this? I'm going to put it on the other channel too. Yeah, I can say possibly he did this. There possibly was him being misled. He possibly intentionally chose her for looking like she was naive and probably having no father, no protection. I could probably say, somebody said, did he do it? That's what I should have put. I could possibly say there could be a, there could be a pimp in this equation. There could be somebody that pimped this girl out in this equation. That, that's missing. Now, Diddy is not going to say whether that's the case. He ain't going to say, man, I got this girl from a pimp. Why? Well, but I guarantee you, because look, I know the Midwest. I know the pimp game. Why, what, what is the 17 year old doing at a lounge? Everybody wants to know. She probably was a working girl for a pimp. Now, this is people don't believe this. I know this for a case. I know this. I know this goes on. And it's something that people don't talk about. All right, because they, they put up pimp culture, but a lot of minors are, are, are prostitutes. All right, that's how they, this is how pimps get their stable. But he's going to have to go, hey, man, I got this girl off of pimping the Mackin in Detroit and have to go ahead and name a ninja name. All right, he ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. All right, if you know how it works, pimps put their girls in the lounges and have them dance. That's how they get traffic. So he would have to go and open that door, and uh, and that that's a whole nother case because now you got to, yeah, now you're talking about Rico. It's going to be yo. All right, that's a whole nother thing, and Diddy ain't going to snitch like that because now you have, now you're going to open up that door, and that's going to be a door that's going to put many people in situations. So, but I guarantee, I'm, this is my, this is my opinion. I guarantee you, he got her off of a pimp. 
Because how do you explain her going on an airplane? <laughs> explain that. Where's her mom? Where's her dad? Where did she get the consent? Where did she get the consent? Back then, you could use your driver's license. You, you probably didn't even need that back in the day. Right? So how do you explain a 17-year-old, just a 17-year-old high school junior, just popping off at a lounge and then jumping off on the airplane? All right, nah, man. Somebody said, do we have video evidence? I don't know. I don't know, man. Let me see if I can scroll down. I didn't get to that part of the article here. It says, Doe obviously understands that she, too, has been trafficked. Okay. Uh, technically, legally, she's been trafficked. Oh, no, I got more pictures. Oh, shit. All right, we got more pictures, y'all. This is what, we got more pictures. All right, so this is the girl at the studio. Oh, Ninja. So she's been, she's put there. She's been at the studio. She got pictures. Oh, Ninja, man, boy, they keep pictures. She kept these pictures, Ninja. So here she is right here. Photos of Jane Doe in the New York studio. So there she is right there. What do you think, guys? There she is right there. Oh, man. Yeah, he going to get dunked on this one. This is a slam dunk. All right, there she is. She's supposed to be the underage 17-year-old right there, man. Wow. And traffic, yes, legit. Legit. One place to the other. Trafficking is legit. Somebody said, what's the third guy to pimp? Good question. Because he's not named. Uh-oh. Pro mansplainer. We're figuring it out the case right here. Uh-oh. That could be it. Because the third man is unnamed. Unnamed third man. Who's the unnamed third man? Who's the... Who's the man? Who's the... Who's the... He's, who's the... What is it called? Who's the one-armed man? Pro mansplainer on the case. The third man. Interesting. His name has been left out. Is his name left out in the suit? That could be the pimp right there. That could be the pimp right there. Because he got flown out too. I'm telling you, man, this girl was a worker. There's more likely than not this girl was a worker. I know people don't want to hear this, but I, I know this industry. I know this industry. She was a worker. She's a working girl. I know people don't want to think this, but it's, this, is the, this is the bottom line. They, they just don't want to say it. Because they, then that's going to open up a whole can of other worms. Now you have the trafficking. Now it makes sense. That's the only way this makes sense. She was a sex worker. All right. And the pimp went, the pimp winner. Yep. He says, ninjas, these young ninjas don't know about the pimp game. Pimps will put mama and daughter on the whole stroll. Facts. That, this is a whole nother thing. And when we get down to the next part of the story here, uh, you guys going to figure it out. And I, I ain't, I ain't be, I'm not trying to be flat TV here. I'm not trying to be flat TV and solve the case. But this woman is being, she was being trafficked as a prostitute. Yeah. And he going to have to pay. He going to have to pay to shut all that down. Somebody say he better flee like Russell Simmons. He, I, if, I was, if I was Diddy, I definitely would be out of here on the plane. I would be gone. I would be where Russell Simmons is at right now. All right, let me get to these Super Chats because you guys probably have some great, great takes on this one. Then we'll go into the last part of the story. The monetized woman here. Where are we at? Two hours and 20 minutes? I said I was going to do a short show. Thank you for sticking around. What do we got here? 
JC says the I know the I know the pimp in the fur coat. That's Darius Blackman. He dresses like that every day. I saw him at the gym. He said he just filmed the Tubi movie. Shout out to you. Wow. Okay, you know him. We got our Detroit boys checking in. Venturer says, Hey coach, what are your thoughts? If a female pays for her domestic responsibilities, sim- wait, if she pays for her domestic responsibilities, similar to if we were outsourcing landscaping and maintenance. You mean if you pay the female or if a female pays for her? Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. So if you're with a girlfriend, a wife, and she pays uh, pays someone to do the, the laundry and the cleaning. Okay. Fair game. That, that's something that you can negotiate, but be careful uh, making deals. Charles E. says, CGI, I'm watching the show with my girl, and she said, you said you're a damaged man before. <laughs> I'm a damaged man. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. I got a question. I got a question. Who's not damaged when you're experienced? When you, I'm an experienced man, baby. Baby, I'm an experienced man. Not many men get to my age alive, first of all. I'm a Gen Xer. Did you not know? I never been to jail. I never been in jail for a crime. I never got killed. I didn't gangbang. I didn't sell dope. I didn't knock up teenagers. And when I was a teenager, I didn't knock up women. I have both of my kids through marriage. And here's the deal. Who don't get to this age? without some stripes who don't get to this age without some stripes and some experience what do you think the reality is most 48 year old women my age are double damaged because they had the whole cop carousel and three stis and whatnot compare me to most 48 year old women and then ask me who's damaged out here i didn't get snuffed out and killed I didn't succumb to drugs and alcoholics. Are you serious? I'm a winner out here. I won in the game of life in many ways that many men my age and my generation didn't win at all. Most men my age that are married, still married and miserable. I came out on the dub side. I came out on the dub side. Now, ask your girlfriend how many early terminations of pregnancy has she had by 30, and then we can talk about who damaged. <laughs> how, many t- how many kids she killed at Planned Parenthood while we talking about damage? All right, how many damaged souls has she had in that, connect- that cavern in between her legs? How many kids didn't make it out from the age she's is in the age I'm at, I survived more than the men, the young men survived in her womb. But that ain't, that's neither here nor there. Okay, I'm a survivor. Ask how many men, young men survived from her through birth. But that's not, we don't want to go there. But she started this shit and I'm going to finish it. <laughs> Anyway, how many stripes she got? What's her body count before we start? <laughs> how many men she got set up and prayed and prayed on their downfall? <laughs> in that tomb, in that tomb, that tomb she called her womb. How many kids didn't make it out alive? 
That's what we have to talk about. How many kids been damaged on her account? <laughs> Does she want to talk to me? Tell her to come up and cam up. All right. If she want to talk about damage. <laughs> I made it out on the dub side. I'm a winner. And I'm here with this group of men telling these men what's up. <laughs> Knockout blow. All right. Anyway, let's get back. How many therapists she had in her life? I guarantee you she had triple the amount I had. But but we 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 not talking now. <laughs> what she got to say? Does she got anything else to say? All right, anyway. Uh, let's get back to it. All right, we said uh, most people believe that Diddy has done the deed here. So uh, did Diddy do this? Most people are giving him the Undertaker bill. All right, anyway, Diddy is done. Shout out to Justin O says, take that, take that, take that. Face Facts says P. Diddy featuring R. Kelly. Take that, take that. The remix. The mothers were at the bank cashing the checks after selling the daughters. Woo! Tough, tough, tough town. Tough town. Cali West Miami, Woody Allen married his adopted stepdaughter at 17 till this day. If you want to know why he didn't catch a charge as Kanye, you know what I can't say it. I'm not going to say what race, what people, <laughs> we know I can't say that. Yeah, that was an interesting thing there. I think Age of Consent came into there too. I think they were in New York and at the time it was 17. Very, very muddy, muddy waters on the Woody Allen case. Um, I believe his girlfriend at the time, he had a long-term girlfriend. They weren't married. And uh, I think her name is Mia Farrow. So, you know, these things are tough. Uh, Mia Farrow was his long-term girlfriend, and they adopted a Ling Ling daughter, a young Ling Ling. And I think he raised her for a long time. Yeah, he raised her for a long time. And uh, I think, I don't know what age they got her, but she was a youngin when they got her. And then when she turned 17, he became began a relationship with the daughter, the step. What? Well, no, no, I'm sorry. The adopted stepdaughter. Okay, so he wasn't the, he didn't adopt her. He came into her life after Mia Farrow adopted her. Is, is that correct? Yeah, that is some woo. That's a woo. Woo. Uh, Mia Farrow was married to Frank Sinatra. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. That's a woo right there, man. Boy, that's touchy, Ninja. Woo. He took her over at 17. Ninja, please. Holy moly. That is a man almighty. Yeah, they let that slide. It is what it is. Anyway. Yeah, there's a documentary. A lot of y'all young dudes don't know about that one. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, I, 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 I look, JC says the third ninja with the jaundiced eyes wasn't named facts facts all right with that that was the pm he adopted her oh man man stiliano doubles up he says cga it's a crime didn't get my notification they didn't you know what's happening here but we got a good audience new, for the new, evening new, show new, new world order we got a good audience for the evening show he says check my phone 
and you was two hours in. Send it. All right, we good. You here. Jones G says a lot of 90s hip-hop icons going down soon. It's going to be tough. Debo W says great content. Appreciate you. Uh, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess it's, 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 that, it's that time. All right, shout out to, uh, let me see here. Did I get um, Demetrius says, I think Diddy did it, but nobody cared until the nanny goat got involved. Uh, yeah, I mean, new, 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 new world order. Uh, I would say in the Diddy case, what, what, what's happening? Because people are like, why are these women waiting so long? Well, there has been some other women that have accused and people have accused Diddy of doing these things. I don't know if he did them or not. But these accusations have been flying around in rumors for a long time. Now, here's the problem with it. Let's just say this. If this woman came forward first, we have to admit this. If this woman came forward first, nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared. And so this is, gives credence to why did she wait so long? Maybe she had came forward. We don't know this. Maybe she looked at it and said, it's time to pay some rent. We don't know. Are you tired of looking whack? <laughs> yeah, are you tired of looking whack? Your rent's due, motherfucker. Um, let's just say she came forward before Cassie. Nobody would have said nothing. It would have been flown under the dam. It would have hit nothing. Like the lawsuit would have flopped. It might have been a footnote. But because Cassie opened the door, this lawsuit legitimized. He paid the settlement. She's like, I got pictures. How can you, how can you deny this? Diddy can't even deny that he doesn't know the woman. Now, I'm going to say this. Let's go back on Diddy's side. So we, we supporting her with the fact that this is a good case because if it's legit, nobody would have cared about her if Cassie didn't come forward. So now this legitimizes her case. Boom. Okay, let's just say it's a money grab for her. All right. It's a money grab. It could be a money grab. But let me just ask you this. On Diddy's case, he don't even probably remember this woman. This the wild part of the story. And this could talk about his behavior either way. But I can bet you a state dinner, he don't remember this. Now that is going to be the wildest part of it. And many of these people in these positions, if they say don't, they don't remember it, they're probably accurate. Why? Because they probably do this a lot. They, they probably do this a lot. They are probably known to have orgies and trains. And he probably like, who? What? Now, here's the deal. I, if a woman walked up and was like, I was with you in 20, 20, 2003, I probably would look confused too. Who? <laughs> and I haven't been a whole I haven't been out there like that but when you're talking about celebrities and one night stands and alcohol and party he probably like man I don't even remember that shit he probably doesn't it probably was a one off he probably paid the pimp they took her ass back to Detroit and he probably don't even remember He said he only remembers the men's. Oh, stop. He probably like, what girl? Oh, man. Let me see. Look at the picture. All right. Okay. He don't even know what happened. And this is the case with celebrities. Celebrities 
suffer from, celebrities suffer from the fact that they're exposed to a lot of this stuff. And he, unless the woman was completely memorable, like had super head or something, a male celebrity, um, I'm sorry, the event to her was paramount. The, the event for her was the top of the mountain. To P. Diddy or Diddy, it was another walking. It was another day in the park. It was nothing. It was a blur. It was another skeezer. It was another one. He probably don't even know how she got there. He, the Pierre dude deliverer. Here go your hoes for the day. All right, we finishing up the session. Clap, clap, bust nut. Next, you take her. And he probably was off doing something else. This is something that people don't know about celebrity, and I barely know about it. But if you've been around that, it probably is the case. And the girl was another girl sitting on his lap, another girl for the evening. Okay, you got the girls, bring them in. Now we done with the session. Let's get the hypnotic and the henny flowing. Who got the molly and the ex? Okay, they're going to hose. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. I'm going first. I always go first. Clap, busting up. Okay, man, I'm out of here, y'all. Y'all enjoy. I'm telling you, this is probably the case. But <laughs> he said it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. It was what, when, who, what, when, where, what? But the, for the person, it was Diddy. It was the top of the mountain. It was, wow. It was, I can't believe I'm here. She taking pictures. It was a Tuesday for her, for him. Hard, hard conversation to have because they probably engage in many, many crazy-ass behaviors. Sorry, anyway, that incredible Hulk. Now, if they videotaped it, uh-oh. He said she looked at her. What, what, girl? Wait a minute. Who are you? I don't remember her. He probably don't know her name. Nothing. Slow Tuesday. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. But that's the tough conversation. These are all things that are probably accurate, though. Accurate. I mean, similar things have happened to me. Not to that level, though. Where a woman was like, he tried to talk to me. I looked over at the woman like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like, I have no idea. And it was like, yeah, he tried to talk to me. I turned him down. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Who are you? But for women, if they get in these positions, it's a memorable event. It's something they're going to remember and cherish. And then uh, I've been at conventions where I gave speeches. And I took pictures with people. They wanted to take pictures of me. Men and women. They probably got them pictures somewhere. I don't have any of these pictures. So if a woman came out was like, yep, I've seen him at this convention in Florida, and there's a picture of me and him standing there, I would be like, <laughs> is this the woman here? And they would be like, uh, yep, this is the woman here. Is This is the woman in question. Do you know her? Uh, yeah, I, I did. I remember I took a picture. Well, she said, uh, you put one hand in the one. You, you put your hands down her pants. I didn't put my hand. She said, you put one in the pink and one in the stink. And I would be like, I don't remember that. I put one in the pink and one in the stink of a lot of women. I don't remember her. I could have, but. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
And he put one in the pink, one in the stink. He had my legs cocked up. He was looking at my pink toes. I would be like. <laughs> and here's a picture of us. <laughs> Sitting up there looking at this shit like. got pictures and snaps and snapchats and dms i'm like oh man i don't know what i guess i did order i don't know all right anyway <laughs> let me get back to the show we gonna be here man i tell you man we gonna do this monetized woman situation d smith says the song i satisfy you just took a whole new meaning part two coming soon for real all right Doxy Trash says most accusers are suing as an employee. Defendants are um are his many ventures. Defendants are his many ventures. The shareholders, directors settled the Cassie case quick without or with Puffy's feelings on the accusations. So they just cutting checks. All right, they just cutting checks. And that's what they're doing. The problem is as they cut these checks, more women are going to come forward. He buttered my tonsils. All right. He licked my toes. He he wanted to see my feet. And these are all things. They're going to have me on video talking about feet. All right. Oh, I love feet. And they're like, yep, there he is right there. He like feet. She said, you like feet. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> anyway, so you guys got to be careful again in 2024 going forward because 2045 is going to be Gen Z's turn. They're going to be up in here. Throwing wild shit around. The amount. Oh, speaking of, let's talk about it here. The monetized woman here. Um, this is a series that I was going to talk about. I guess we're going three and a half hours tonight. Jesus. Sorry for the people who can't keep up with my content. I don't try to do this. Uh, here it is right here. I'm going to play a couple of clips here. The monetized woman we talk about. Um, like all women are monetized in a way that is somewhat different than we grew up with in the 80s or 90s. Women were seen as free. Uh, as you can see in this case, 2003. Puff Daddy, Diddy, thought he could have his way with women in a free manner and treat them a certain way. I was listening to Russell Simmons talk about this. He was like, yeah, you know, women and sex was kind of open and free and wild and free love, and now he's paying for it in a way where now he has to live in Bali the majority of his life, and he cannot come back here. He says he comes back here, but he cannot come back here publicly because that sex is now not seen as free. And he, he said this in the interview that I just watched today um, with a guy named, um, I can't remember his name, but he has a big YouTube channel. And he's in Bali being interviewed saying that, look, in the context of it, could I have made, could, have, could I have humiliated these women? Could I have had given them a bad, um, a bad experience? Could I have talked negative to them, like calling them the B word and you ho and skeezer, right? So, these are all the things that guys try to do with rough play and um, maybe disrespecting of the woman. Same thing in a Tupac case. The woman felt disrespected, calling them all kind of things and violating her and then was able to frame it as an assault. So he's saying basically like, yeah, man, we didn't treat women very well. We treated them like just free cattle. Get our way with them because we're rich and there's drugs and alcohol. So he's saying, hey, I, I didn't grape them. Maybe I didn't treat him right. There was no aftercare in Tupac's case. There was no aftercare. The woman was just left there 
all alone in a room full of strangers having their way with her, whether she consented or not. So now you're seeing, again, these experiences which were free being framed in 2024 mindset where you can remove consent. You were disrespected. You can't. So the woman looks at it in hindsight and say, damn, they really treated me like a piece of toilet tissue. Today, you have consent and you even have consent after the fact, meaning that you got to get this girl home and you got to treat her nice and you got to follow up on your promises or she can boom, remove consent retroactively. This is a tough situation here. I know a lot of guys are saying, nah, ninja, don't worry about all that. You ain't got to worry about all that. Well, the reality is you do. You do have to worry about all that. Do you don't have to be like, oh man, this is crazy. I'm not going to have any sex. But any sexual experience could be treated like this at any moment. At any moment. Because the woman didn't get what she wanted. Or you became a celebrity, a large celebrity at a certain point. Or you did it. Or you treated her, you called her names. Or you didn't respond to her texts. She was in a bind and needed 50 bucks. Tiger Woods case reminds me of this. Tiger Woods case, the rumor is, people don't know, the rumor is uh, the women kept coming back asking him for money, which you can imagine this would be the case. Some of the women used him as a piggy bank, but he never paid these women directly. But what would happen is after the fact, these women would get in a bind. And then they would always text him and message him and call him. Hey, I need 500. Guys, this happens to me. Hey, I need this. $550 here. And I'm like, go kick rocks. Well, that can open up a case for me because these women are like, oh, you're going to do me that? So in Tiger Woods' case, the last woman needed a couple hundred bucks. And he told her to kick rocks. And then all hell broke loose. Mike Tyson, same thing. Mike Tyson, the rumor is... They had a consensual relationship, but he wouldn't walk her to the cab downstairs. That's the rumor. And she went pissy. Oh, really? You going to do me that? Okay, watch this. You see the difference? So they had a rough sex. That was true. He used her up. And then she wanted to be treated like a princess, a pretty, pretty princess. He told her to kick rocks, bitch, and walk down and go get your own cab. And she was like, watch this. And then next morning, boom, Tiger Woods. He told that woman to kick rocks, stop asking me for money. Next morning, boom. So, you know, he says, you know, Rhonda, help me, Rhonda. So these are the things that you now have to look at even now looking at this, these cases that are coming up. And also trafficking and also people flying in. Women said, I got flowed out. I got flewed out. That's going to be problems for people who fly women out, especially if you become somebody in 2045. And these women are like, oh, and he trafficked me. <laughs> Andrew Tate had the same thing. He trafficked me. The, 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 the case is hinged on the fact that she came from here to there. That's what the case hinges on. The other stuff is supplement. The loving, the lover boy, and the webcam, and I chose to leave. I couldn't leave. I could. That's supplement. It's the fact that she went from here to there that's, that they're hanging them on. All right, so when we have these relationships now, people are dri driving and traveling to get. 
this could open up some stuff. This is how people are dating today, and it's cool now. In 30 years, and 20 years, it's not going to be seen as cool. Giving women quaaludes in the 60s and 70s and cocaine was fine. We're partying. Now it's drugging you. Giving women hypnotic Incredible Hulk and Henny mixed and ecstasy was cool. And weed was cool in 2003. It ain't today. It's drugging her. Same thing happening today. Molly and such and such. It was cool in 2018. It ain't cool in 2045. It's drugging her. These are all things we should look at because we can no longer ignore and say we can't worry about it. Also, running through holes, right? Having promiscuous sex with multiple, multiple women, driving your body count up to 500, and then you jump on and you have a podcast. Target. Oh, they blowing up, and they count your money. We showed you Aaron, uh, Aaron the basketball player, Aaron Gordon, where he went on a date with a woman. She's Googling what's his net worth. So they know. They, they know what's going on. Could they frame that later? Or you talked about me on your podcast. So let's go back. The monetized women. So today's women, which were freer in the 90s, in the 80s, women were free. We can just fornicate with them and they would get nothing from it. Not only that, they would get a ruined reputation if anybody found out. Oh, you a skeezer, you're a hoe. Today, not so much. And then we went through the hookup culture where women were free. Everybody was now saying this new experience about getting together sexually. Women can get with the top guys they can never get with. They can go all over the interstate to have men that they could never get with before. Now they can meet with these men now, and they can have sex with the men that they could not. Same thing with the, the men. The men could have sex with the women that they normally could not and fetishize and whatnot. We went through a period of free sex, and I said that ended in 2019. 2012 to 2019 was the great STI swap. It was the great sexual experiment. I call this the digital sexual revolution. Somewhere around 2020, it became monetized. You started seeing Instagram models, which are pseudo prostitutes. You started seeing models and celebrities and shit like this showing a lifestyle that was obtained through sex. They had to sell themselves sexually. Now, a lot of people still don't understand this, but that's what an IG model is. Most of them are. Let me, let me show you an example. Okay, let me show you. We, you already know the doo-doo Dubai, right, and the rumors of that. You also have women on Instagram doing shit like this, busting it wide open, and then when you click on the links, there'll be OnlyFans. There will be, this demonetized woman, there'll be OnlyFans. There'll be links to model agencies and shit like that. All right, and there's the wink. Oh, that's just a regular chick. She work out at my gym. No, that woman works more than likely. Okay, let me show you this real quick. Let me show you this. People don't know real quick. Let me pop this up from a movie called The Dark World of Celebrity Yachting. Okay, somebody said talk about Columbus Short. I don't talk about fudge packing at all on my show. So I don't care what Columbus Shore or Diddy did. Ninja, that was between them two ninjas. All right, let's continue. 
There have also been rumors of Meghan Markle being a yacht girl circulating as far back as the early 2010s, with some people even speculating that this is how she met Prince Harry. She was a deal or no deal suitcase holder, and then all of a sudden she ends up marrying into the royal family. How is that possible? According to a blind item posted by 3 Days 3 Nights, if you see B actress post scantily clad photos of themselves on social media, this is often a calm that this person is available to rent for a a weekend of yachting, typically worth $30,000 for the party. We're about to go off the deep end and enter conspiracy theory territory, but the part about posting scantily clad photos of themselves to advertise their availability is something many people online claim to be a real Fair thing, use. with some people even claiming that water company 138 Water could be a front for offering high-end escorting services to the wealthy. A 2017 Crazy Days and Nights Blind Item says, Last year she was affiliated with a high price escort service run by a sleazy paparazzi agent who uses bottled water ads as a catalog of available girls. The so-called Fashion Water is a front company who lists this always broke rapper as a spokesman for the co-owner. A real co-owner is this mummager herself. Most if not all of the models posing in these water company ads are available for a price, including this sister of this ex-Disney actress turned escort. Taking a look at 138's Instagram page, all you see are posts of women in bikinis, with descriptions that seemingly advertise the women more than the products they're selling. Excerpts from one of their descriptions include, Join us in celebrating the unstoppable energy and incredible vibe of the one and only Nina Svent, Miss European Universe. Nina is a force to be reckoned with. Brace yourselves for a visual feast that will leave you craving for more. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and blown away. Brace yourself, because Nina is about to take you on a journey to new heights. People have theorized that the broke rapper mentioned in the blind eye- Alright, I'ma stop it right there. I'ma stop it right there. Alright, cause I ain't naming names. I ain't naming names. However, 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 I looked up the Instagram page. And it's still there. It's still there. And it's connected to an agency and a apparel and water now. And there it is right there. And it's somewhat similar. It does look like a catalog. All right. There it is right there. Svetlana Kozlova. And it talks about Svetlana um Koslova right there. This definitely looks like a showcase. There's the water. There's the, yep. And uh, let's take a look at another one. Oh, here is, okay, they linked her right here. There she is right there. So th this is the water apparel company, allegedly, allegedly. This is alleged. And um, they did say who ran it. They did say who ran it, but I ain't gonna say. All right, you can do your own recon. All right, here we go right here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Happy birthday to Bren Brenna Black tagged her to one of the 138 models. <laughs> okay. Yep, that, it looks like water and apparel. Yep, selling the bikinis, right? All right, they did tag her. And, uh, yep, I'm pretty sure she got it OnlyFans too. Yep, Facebook profile uh, represented by a modeling agency. So if you want to... You want to if you want to figure out what's going on, you would have to say 
it's right here in your face, right? It's right here in your face, but you don't see it until later on when you're exposed to it. Then you're like, oh, how did I miss that? Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. And this is going on right in front of our faces. We actually have people admitting to be flown out. Flown out. We know the Dubai stuff. Any woman that poses in Dubai, you can probably just assume what's happening. People are just going to look past it and overlook it. Oh, no. She just had money. Anybody that says they're, you know, the sugar baby thing, the sugar daddy thing, it's just, it's just par for the course. Nobody puts up a fight. Now, in 20 years, people are going to be acting like, this is crazy, like P. Diddy's case. This is nuts, and he cra-. But it was par for the course back then. And you did it. You participated. You looked it, and blah, blah, blah. You looked at it. Your friends did it, and everybody was hush, hush. So the judgment of these people is somewhat kind of ridiculous. It's similar to the baby mama terrorists who abuse their child by alienating them from the father. And then people see it and they say nothing. They say nothing. And you got your hands dirty in it too. You participated in it too. You knew people who did it too. But it is what it is. So this is the judgment of these things that in hindsight, everybody has all these judgments is somewhat despicable. But you see what's happening in real time, and nobody's, nobody's like calling foul. But in 20 years, y'all going to call foul. This is what's going to happen. Everybody's going to say, wow, why wouldn't nobody say anything? Well, you didn't say nothing, <laughs> all right? And you saw it. So these are the things that we're looking at. But see, now, because we know this, this is the obvious monetized woman. But watch this. There's some women out here that don't want to get married. One of the reasons they don't want to get married, and you see videos of this. I don't have a video set up. But um, the, the videos show a woman picking up a wedding ring and putting it on her hand only for her to get a vision of her cleaning toilets and, you know, half screaming babies and taking out the trash and setting the house on fire by cooking, right? You've seen these videos. Where the woman gets the ring and she goes, oh, I don't want any parts of this. So what they do is they do this. They do a little bit of side hustling, side succeed. They do a little bit of OnlyFans. They do a little bit of Instagram modeling. They do a little bit of corporate work. And they remove themselves from the marital scene so they don't have to clean up. Only to come back and say, where's the men at? And that's you. I want to be a wife. I want to be a partner, an equal partner, a power, a power couple, a partner in crime. But I'm still not going to cook clean or all of this stuff. I, I don't want any of that. A lot of guys are saying, so what am I getting? What do I get from the woman? If she doesn't want to do that, but I still marry her. She's my partner. Well, first of all, you have a monetized woman who prioritizes her career first. This is the new woman. Her career comes first. Her education comes first. You're secondary to that. Then her job comes above you. You're secondary. A lot of guys are saying, no, thank you. Some guys will participate. What's happening then? You're still having to pay for some of the services that she would do or you would do together. If she's doing it and you're not helping her, she wants to check out, monetize. She wants to be paid for it. You have some women that are stay-at-home wives and they want to be paid $100,000 plus a year. Okay, let me pull this up. So now that you have a group of women in the last 
10, 15 years saying a stay-at-home parent should be worth $178,000 a year because they're combining all of these jobs. They're looking at everything they do in the sequence of, I need to earn from this. No longer are women really wanting to do this anymore or they don't feel it's a right gender role or they feel like you should be doing it together. This is the monetized woman. Even the stay-at-home mom is monetizing herself in the sense of, I'm not doing this for my children and giving them the best situation. Hell with them. I need to be paid. Okay. Well, according to my math, if the stay-at-home mom is worth $178,000 a year, maid service for me per week is way cheaper than that. Surrogacy is way cheaper than that. I can get $200 a month for once a month cleaning, and the more I do it every two weeks, it's $178 to clean this entire place. $178 per week. And I don't have you and me and several kids dirtying this place up. So it stays cleaner longer. I don't have the headache. I don't have you mad at me. I don't have me having to split up the chores. In the event Rosalinda doesn't come through and I have to fold my laundry, it takes me 25 minutes to fold all my laundry. I have two or three loads. I push the button, put the Tide Pods in, close the door. I dump them in the dryer, and I have a day that I do this. I always do it Saturday night. Saturday night is laundry night. So that I put it in there, load one, put it in the dryer, load two. If I fall asleep, I'll put load two load two in the dryer and then I'll wait till load two is done by Sunday morning I got all my shit folded up 25 minutes done if Rosalinda's here she can do it sometimes she does it and asks for an extra fee and you get those real quick you see what I mean Sunday morning I wake up my laundry is pretty much done and I don't have her panties hanging all over my bathroom or none of this shit she's been She's been essentially because she monetized herself and priced herself out. She has no need to stay overnight anymore. She's been outsourced. You now can compete. I now can price you out and say, okay, what's your price for laundry services? Okay, Rosalinda is, two Rosalindas come through for $200 a month, two of them. Why do I need you anymore? Okay, well, I'm better than this. I have a degree in all, okay, baby, listen. All right, are we paying equal amounts? Am I putting up with your bullshit too, right? You still got to do laundry too. So are you just going to do your laundry and I'm going to do mine? Like this is getting ridiculous. But they're putting price expectations on things that never had a price. And now that's causing a problem. Food prep. I can hire food prep or deliver food via Uber Eats or any of these things. Not only that, Amazon Groceries. I don't need her to go in there and grocery shop. I don't need a traditional woman to grocery shop. I don't need a woman to complain about grocery shopping. I don't need a woman to tell me to go get the heavy bags because these women out here and men are delivering groceries and delivering food without her needing to prepare it. They've been outsourced and monetizing themselves. So when I tell you every woman's participating in this monetization, they are participating, but they're also competing They're competing with you 
saying, well, I don't need your services. And asking the question, what else do I get then from you? Why would I now become two with you? Why would I marry you? Why would I move you in? What else do I get? Well, I'll touch your peen a couple times a week. Sometimes I'll do it out of joy. Sometimes I'll do it out of pleasure. Sometimes I'll do it out of pity. Sometimes I'll hold it hostage. Sometimes you'll have to beg and initiate for it. Sometimes you'll have to, we'll have to take a trip. You'll have to promise me for something. Sometimes I don't feel like it. Sometimes I got a headache. Sometimes you got to take me out on a date. Sometimes you got to, okay, interesting. Well, if I do the math on this, is this cost built in or is that extra? Are you going to upsell me? What if I want to put it up the Duke shoot? Okay. This is an honest question. Now, <laughs> if I say, are there any services that a woman could deliver on the spot, piping hot, like a C- Little Caesars pizza? Well, there is. In fact, apparently, <laughs> They got an app for that. Apparently, they got an app for that. I'm not telling you to use it, but there's an app for that. Just like Amazon grocery delivery, just like Little Caesars Pizza, just like Uber Eats, just like Rosalinda the Maid, just like everything else, they can bring that sweet cherry pie on order delivery style. And I get to see the menu. (laughs) I'm not telling you to do this. We're just giving you an example. Where's my examples at? All right, hold on for a second. All right. Apparently, there's a menu. Ah, what's on the menu today? Blonde, mulatto, flatback, fake titties. All right, right here, black girls. (laughs) All right, beach girls, California girls. I wish they Oh, could be. Apparently, I hear there's a menu for this. And apparently, there's some women in binds out here. In a bind, Nate. Apparently, I have no idea. I don't participate in this type of debauchery. So if I'm looking at this practically, as they call pragmatic, this possibly can be them outsourced. Could be, could be not. Just depends. And no, Kalminia is not on the menu. That would be what the regular girls deliver. That would be what the regular girls deliver. Obviously, these women have an incentive not to have any Chlamydia. Why? Because they don't get to work. But the girls that you marry, the girls that you date, the girls that you hook up for free on Tinder, the girls that let you hit it raw on the first date so she doesn't be look like a skeezer, the women that do this, those are the ones with the chlamydia. The girl you hook up from the bar, the nightclub, the skeezer, the freak, that's where the chlamydia is. People don't understand this. Because the girls on Plenty of Fish got more chlamydia than the girls on the menu there. 
These girls seem to test themselves quite often. The girl that's on Plenty of Fish don't test a damn thing. In fact, the girl you meet on Plenty of Fish is going to accuse you of giving her chlamydia when you catch chlamydia. It's bad for business for them to catch it. But a skeezer out here that's letting in just pipe it and then her blaming him for her getting it, them bitches don't care about getting tested. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. He says, believe they have it too. Yeah. At Ninja, statistically, a lot of people got it. But this is why you wear your condoms. All right. It is what it is. They, a lot of people got it. <laughs> anyway, Ninja acting like you're going to mess. Well, this is why I won't do it because chlamydia. Okay. Don't date because you're going to catch it out here on Tinder too. You're going to catch it out on Tinder too. So don't act like the, the 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 working girls got it and these normal girls ain't got it. You messing with girls and you putting your face between their legs because you found her on Tinder and you getting chlamydia on your tongue. But that's neither here nor there. That's alleged. Mm. <laughs> right? They're just trying to blame the models and your whole girlfriend gave you two sets of herpes. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> all right your regular girlfriend from college gave you herp derp where that one girl at where that one girl at what about this one right here she might got a little bit of a little bit of herpes on the side of her mouth all right but we don't promote anything over here we're just telling you women are doing it and your girlfriend doing it your girlfriend on instagram doing it but you don't know it yet. You just think she posting sexy bikini pictures. <laughs> My girlfriend ain't doing it. Yes, she is. And I can tell you, some of your girlfriends is out here doing it, you youngins. But you don't know that. But that's part of the monetized woman. She has the ability to do this and still keep a little boyfriend. And that would be you. And that's you. What about this? So we got the dating part of it. The dates are almost to the point where women want free dates and guys are like, no, thank you. Women can't get guys to take them on dates. Why? Because they're monetized. Why would I do that and spend that cost? I could spend the cost over here. I could save the cost over here. All right. <laughs> All right. It is what it is. But some of y'all little girlfriends is out here doing this on the side. And you don't even know it. All right. And I've seen it in real time. Or I know somebody seen it in real time, but you have no clue. The monetized woman, the woman that says, hey, baby, I can't come see you tonight. I know we scheduled to have a date at 8 p.m., but my boss told me we working late tonight. Okay. I want you to ask you this. I want to ask you this. In our world today, that is par for the course. All women work. Hey, baby, I can't come over tonight. I'm working late. I got a little bit of overtime. And then she go kiss on her work husband in the back lounge and then comes home to you tomorrow. But the reality is if women are prioritizing relationships, they somewhat seem to be. But they also prioritize their jobs and careers over relationships. How successful can they 
be in relationships. The reality is our world was not created romantically for this to be true. Thus, this interferes with relationships and connections. Everybody can acknowledge that to be true. Now, this is something we cannot get around anymore because all women have to work. But what you're seeing is they're not satisfied with work anymore. Even the monetization doesn't count as enough or it's not even covering the bills enough. They often might come with some debt, which is another form of monetization. And it forces her to have to work or forces her to go on a trip and do a little bit of tricking. It forces her to find ways to get an extra job so she's less available to you. It forces her to want to think that if only she found a rich man that wants to donate to her. This is what it's forcing her to do. Not only that, it's stressing her out. It's giving her depression. She's misguided and undecided. She doesn't know if she wants to have married, get married or have kids now or later. She wants to be able to buy her townhouse and get her credit good before she marries you. But the problem is, how, how is that going to serve you in your relationship? It's going to interfere with it. It's going to interfere with it because she's got to worry about that and make sure she gets that good before she can give herself to you. Or she'll have a dumpster fire and all of that should be a disaster and she'll dump it on your lap and still tell you, I have to go to work tomorrow. And you said, but baby, I thought Saturday was our day. Well, it ain't now, but pay these bills. Some men are going, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want it. So this is the monetized woman causing a little bit of disruption in the force. This is a new thing we're dealing with. All of this is new for our entire system, having to deal with this in the way we're dealing with it. Now, women have always worked, especially African-American or black women. They've always worked. They've always mostly worked outside the home. They've also almost always done some form of prostitution as well, whether they did it a little bit or a lot of it. Strippers monetized. Women are married and they got OnlyFans monetized. Celebrities are marrying women off the menu monetized. But we don't, we think they're a cute couple. But she's really was a model that was monetized and struggling until she was bought by ex celebrity. People don't even see it. Somewhat trafficked, if you will. And she was bought off the market. And now you think they're just like you. All right, but they're not. She was monetized before she met ex celebrity male. And she monetized afterwards when she divorced grapes, this ninja the kingdom come. How many NBA players got former strippers as girlfriends and wives? Several. Not a lot of them, but they exist. Where did they meet these girls? They were working. Some of these girls got pregnant and were paid to terminate the pregnancy only to keep the money and then the athlete married the woman, and the woman was a working girl slash stripper. This is active. It's right in your face right now. Nobody looks at it that way, or when you hear the details, yeah, well, it's only a few. Oh, not much. And it's right there in your face. 
It's right there in your face. So I think the problem with relationships, number one, is the monetized woman. Nobody has the perfect way to deal with this in a way that works for men. It works for women, but it does this work for men. Most of the time, the man has to take an L somewhere. He has to say, well, my woman is a career woman. My woman's a power couple woman. So he takes the L, all right? Or he might say, well, she brings in money, as much money as me or more. We're a power. He takes the L. He doesn't get anything other than that. He gets basically the mirror version of himself. He's a hustler. She's a hustler. Some men don't qualify at all where they have to pay or pay for play or refuse to pay at all. They're priced out. If you're priced out of the monetized woman, meaning she has a career and you don't make equal or above, you're priced out of the monetized woman. Or you don't want to hire an escort off the menu. You're priced out. You can't afford it. If you don't want to get a traditional wife and be able to support her in an eight-bedroom house, a cottage with a big, acre and a half uh, backyard and be able to travel and go on vacations four times a year. You're priced out. You don't, you want a woman in shape, but she all over Instagram pricing herself out. She got to start her OnlyFans because, hey, look at me. My body is tight. You're priced out of the monetized woman. So now you got to just deal with hope. Sad part is, And I don't want this to sound bleak. Not even the athletes can do this. They got to settle for these women. The actors got to settle for these women. The celebrities got to settle for these women. They ain't got no choice. The last part of the monetized woman. Divorce and child support. Lawsuits. That's the last bastion of the monetized woman. See, you might have been able to afford her walking in the door. But watch this. Can you afford her when she walk out the door? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Y'all ready for this? You might say, hey, all right, I'll pay the price. I'll put you up. You focus on your career. You'll be all over Instagram. You'll be getting flowed out. You have your little thing on the side. All right, you will still strip a little bit. Uh, What's the brother's name? Joe Smith. His wife was a stripper. She was a prom star. Then she was stripping during the marriage. Then she started an OnlyFans. These guys are even having to do that. But there's the kicker. Hey, I afforded you. I made it work. But now when you leave me, there's a price. The monetized woman. So you get with a girlfriend. You love her. You put her up. She folds your socks. You fold her socks. You do everything equal. She says, I'm tired of this shit. She walks out the door and she says, it's about to cost you X, Y, and Z. I want my money. I want my refrigerator that I bought. I'm going to sue you for child support. uh Uh-oh. You didn't see that coming. The monetized woman. They put a price on themselves no matter what. They a stay-at-home mom. It's a price. They on Instagram. It's a price. You married them. It's a price. You keep them happy in your marriage. It's a price. They leave the marriage. It's a price. They can't afford to survive being the single mother. It's a price. 
You want to take them on a date? Past Cheesecake Factory is a price. You want to touch her punani? Price. You want to fly her out off the catalog? Price. You wanted to do stay-at-home mom work? It's a price. You wanted to clean the house? Price. You wanted to cook for you? That's going to cost you money. It's a price. You wanted to focus on her career and she ain't at home and you tucking the kids in bed and you jerking off and she come in the house at 1030 because she had to work late? Price. (laughs) You touch on her in 2003 and she finally remember it in 2023. That's a price. <laughs> what? Hey man, show me where. Talking about tricking. It's a price. You meet a girl at the nightclub, she get drunk. You kick her out the crib. She don't like that. She call the police. It's a price. You get your girl and you run the ism. And then now you she works as your secretary and you cut her a paycheck. That is a price. Ninjas be trying to be like, she can help you build your business. That would be a price. You cutting her a paycheck. She eating off of you. She live in your bedroom as your secretary for building your business. That's going to be a price. (laughs) Where is the lie? Now, where is it at? Where is it at? There's, there's the most women are participating in this look at it. And it's there. They walk outside and it's like 100%. They're thinking about what they're worth. I know my work is a price. Meaning that this makeup cost, this hair wig, this wig install cost, these titties cost, this Victoria's Secret bra cost, this perfume cost, the hair and the nails cost. The shoes cost, the dress from Sheen cost, take a picture of me while we out eating on your dime, it cost. (laughs) All right. Hey, it's getting to the point. Yep, them eyelashes cost. That lip glop from Sexy Red cost. They implement that cost in what they think they can reach in the dating marketplace. Now, last one fact about the monetized woman that you ninjas need to understand is, okay, that you need ninjas need to understand. Look at the Mac ninjas in here. Always the Mac ninjas trick advocate, and he a Mac ninja. Look at this Mac ninja in here, Michael Pratchett. Look at him. This dude is the biggest trick advocate, not knowing tricking is simping is the same thing, enabling degenerate behavior. I'm going to cover his situation here, but here he is. I'm enabling degenerate behavior. The problem with men, by the way, if you want to have children, cost. If you want to have children, cost. This same guy manipulates women by running game on other women and claiming he's a man because he has a high rotation. I guarantee you. 
this man, mouthpiece guy, he's the moral compass, but he manipulates women and tricks them because he tricks them out of pussy. This the moral compass here. This guy's a real man over here. Thank you, guy. You're not a degenerate, Mr. I run through these hoes. Hmm. I'm going to show you a video of this guy. See, these are the guys that don't like it because they get priced out by men like me. But I got a video of this ninja right here because these are the type of girls he brags about getting right here. This is the girls he get. And, sir, this is a price, sir. See, the fact is all these fat women you out here banging is a price to your ego. Because that's all you got out here is fat women to bang because all the hot girls have priced you out and they don't see you, sir. So all you left lame is with a fat girl. And yes, that's a blow to your ego. So that's a cost. So have all the free piggies you want. You can have them. But the reality is you ain't getting no baddies out here because you can't keep up. Go take your Michael Jordan shoe collection and your fat women and take them back to Detroit where they belong because you are getting priced out, you debaucherous, degenerate individual. You're the true degenerate out here, and you got some nerve to get on your soapbox and your moral high ground to talk about who's the degenerate when you trick fat women out of sex and you bounce to the next one with your leaking STD salami having ass ninja. All right, so take that somewhere else. I'm glad you have all the big women you want. <laughs> have all the big women you want. They're all yours, and they cost you too. Now, that's the last part. That's the last part of the, what it cost is. See, not only are the attractive women costing, the unattractive women cost you because they cost you your whole reputation out here because that's what you left with, sir. And that's what you bragging about. And that's what you got to run through off Tinder and Bumble and pick up game. This is your end result. And this is a cost. It costs you everything because that's all you left with. So be big mad out here. Be back. Be big mad out here. <laughs> be mad that you got to have obese women for your pleasures and you now have it as a preference. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. If that makes you feel better about yourself, Mr. Moral High Ground, manipulating overweight women and making them feel like they're your girlfriend, this is your in your pimp rotation, this is a part of your stable, do you feel better about yourself, sir, that you got it for free with your mouthpiece? You feel better about yourself, Mr. Person? <laughs> All right, he feels better about himself now. Good for you, Mr. Moral High Ground. Give him a round of applause, this guy. Good for you. I'm not in the marketplace for threes and fours. 
I'm not in the marketplace of wasting my time with average women, but you are, apparently, and it makes you a better man. Great for you. I don't touch them. Right? I'm, I'm a better man than dealing with that. All right? But you do this and you feel good about yourself. Well, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> All right, let me get to these super chats. All right, so look, look, look. Look. It's going to be tough for now. It's going to be tough now. Black men are going to be priced out of the marketplace. They're already priced out. They, they only deal with fat women. All right. And I don't care what the race of are. They're only stuck with them. That's all they got left. That's all they got left. And they're getting priced out by them in the majority of ways. They can't marry them. And by the way, black man, you need to keep your mouth closed with the marital rate that you have. You guys don't marry any women. And you talking about what? Degeneracy? How many times you been married? Zero. Zip, how many kids you got out of wedlock? Probably a lot, Mr. Moral High Ground over here. Until ninjas are getting married, they need to be quiet about what's going on out here. With your 200 body count, 198 of them from Little Rock, Arkansas, or south somewhere in South Carolina, and they're all overweight. <laughs> Stop. Your whole culture is degeneracy, and you got the nerve to come over here. I was married and had kids in a marriage. <laughs> you ain't married no women, and you're talking about degeneracy. How many, where is he at? I don't see him. Where did he go? How many women you married? None. Sex out of wedlock, having ass. <laughs> and he calling people degenerates. It's unbelievable. These people are unbelievable. <laughs> Just because he getting priced out. See, that's the words of a guy who's getting priced out and looking at his, at his opportunities being completely wiped off the face of the map. So his problem isn't with me. Your problem was with somebody else. Your problem was with somebody else. Your problem was with you. It ain't with me. Anyway, he quiet now. He's still trying to figure out how to type that long-ass paragraph. <laughs> he ain't got nothing to say, sir. You would have to cam up. And, oh, by the way, I don't want to see them yellow-ass lights in the background and turn off that damn smoke detector before you cam up. Oh, get that damn popcorn ceilings off, all right, and tell the ambulance not to drive by four, five and six times, Mr. Rochester, New York. I don't want to hear anybody getting shot in the background when you pop on the cam. All right. <laughs> and, and, and close the window before all the mosquitoes get in. All right. Anyway, let me, let me get to these super chats. Let me get to these super chats. All right. What are we doing here? Because you know he going to get on the cam and all he going to hear is. <laughs> his mama. Hey, boy, the fried chicken, buddy. All right. His fat woman walking in the background. Hey, baby, don't walk in the background. I'm trying to roast Coach Greg Adams. All right. In the background, his girlfriend walking by. Who are you talking to?
He got his shit situated with his bed in the background. And of course, it's not made. And he got that big woman's booty crumbs all over the sheets. Okay. Dimly lit room. All right, come on, man. He the one in here started on me. Look. Take your do-rag off, too, before you get on the camera. Take your do-rag off, because I know you got a do-rag, too, on. And pull your pants up. All right, let me stop. All right, let me get in here, brothers. All right, what we got here? James Davis says, just seen the news in Vegas. You safe, coach? I'm good, man. I'm staying inside, man, because, man, people reckless out here. But, you know, Sig, Siggy is always here. Siggy is always there. All right, here we go. Here we go. These guys right here. All right, I love, I love my audience. I love everybody. All right, somebody says, uh, oh, Demetrius says, I think Diddy did it. No, but nobody cared until the nanny goat got involved. Derek W says, I bet Diddy was feeling like the man thinking, damn, all this free peace leave. Well, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. There are dudes that are getting, this guy came on my show. Diddy's getting sued and writing checks for tens of millions of dollars. And he calls me a trick. <laughs> I'm like, are you watching what's happening here? You cannot be this delusional. I have never cut a $30 million check. $40 million. Diddy's about to cut $250 million worth of checks for a packet fudge and messing with skeezers. Are you kidding me? What? What kind of tricking is that? <laughs> On some sex he got 20 years ago. On some sex he got 20 years ago. He cutting checks. Now, what part of the game is that? Is this what you want? Oh, I ain't going to wear Well, you ain't got to worry about it, do-rag. Uh, nobody coming after you, sir. All right? With them bars on your windows, living in the bungalows somewhere in Carson, nobody coming after you, so you don't have to worry about this. Like, <laughs> now that's more egregious. We should talk about that, but no. Uh, what do we got here? Pro Mansplainer says the preempt. He said, oh, no, he said the pimp was last because the customer always come first. So he did, or let me see if she ordered it, that the third guy was last. And most guys don't know pimps have relationships with their girls. So let me see Pro Man Explainer broke that. Let's see the order. She did say what order the men had relations with her. Uh, Mr. Pierre was last, but I see what you're talking about, but you're right. <laughs> Is he still here? Oh my. But cold, cold world. Let me check these super chats over here. Mm-hmm. Obi, Obi Trice says these women have a list of what they want from a man, but not a list of the things that they bring. We know that they are very selfish. 
And I have to ask you guys, like, you know, I would be really, really hard pressed to understand what are you getting from modern women today? It's a tough, tough answer. It's a tough question. What are you getting from them? What are you getting from them? I mean, it's very tough. So you're putting out, they're putting out lists of what he needs to have. You need to have this, this. Oh, and these other things too. Okay, but what am I getting in, re in return that I cannot buy out? I can buy enough, I can buy her out of these things. All right, anyway. Brown 310 says it's an evil world out here. It's an evil world we live in. Now, last point before we close. I don't tell you guys to do anything but live the free agent lifestyle. I can advocate for something, but I don't promote it. You can find your best way. Yeah, the Boondocks episode explained it perfectly. The Boondocks, but, you know, ninjas, with, ninjas have the lowest success rate in the history of humanity. Black men and women. Women have a worse relationship success rate than black men, which is unbelievable. But they're still doing it in the ways of 1991. Okay. And the success rate is extremely low. It's sloppy out here. But they got all the answers. <laughs> here we go. Uh, let's let uh, the boondocks play it right here. Hold on for a second. Let's let Riley talk about it right here. Let's let Riley tell y'all. I think it's just bad luck. Well, I don't see what the big deal is with hoes anyway. Riley, all women are not hoes. We're talking 20, 25% tops. Okay, but if they not all hoes, then why I got to pay to take them out to eat then? I mean, I'm paying. That's payment. I, I don't know. Because that's just what you do. You meet a girl, you take her out to dinner, but you're not paying the girl. You're paying the restaurant. But I'm paying, which makes her a hoe. Why don't I just give her the money I was going to spend on dinner and that hoe can go grocery shopping? Yeah, what was this? What year was that? <laughs> All right, here we go right there. That's some interesting audio there. All right, anyway. All right, I think I got everybody, man. Shout out to the coach. I was going to say something else, but I forgot it. Oh, hey, advocate for yourselves. Whatever's best for you. Stay safe at all times. Have your bell money. This ain't even the weekend. But we're pressing into Thursday. Ling Ling's get ready. It is your day. It's takeout Thursday tomorrow. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. Peace.